You heard the theory that the Trumps are time travelers? Grab me a DeLorean. This connects to Nikola Tesla. No way. <laughs> Nikola Tesla died, and within his hotel that he had 80-plus trunks of all his patents, his designs for different technologies, all this stuff, guess who they sent first to go and collect the stuff? I don't know. John G. Trump. Donald Trump's uncle. What? <laughs> Weird. So the theory is that he took some of these trunks. Oh, no. Oh, no. But Tesla said that he had figured out how to bend time. So As one does. The theory <laughs> is Donald Trump's uncle, uncle took this, created a time machine. Oh, my gosh. And then the weird connection is there was a book that came out in 1896, and it's called Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. You're saying... Do you know it what, was actually do you, Baron do you, Trump. Do you know what the book was about? <laughs> what? Time travel? Baron Trump time traveling. Ah! No! Anybody who has been studying uh, QFS and Jessera and Nisera know that at some point, all the assets that have been seized through Trump's triple executive orders or the USMC Act, Section 27.5, they know that that money is sitting somewhere. But where is the question? And so the only way to actually move this money to the people is through the stellar blockchain. Um, Elon Musk is sort of making a spaceship on Monday and a Tesla car on Tuesday and a quantum phone on Wednesday, uh, you know, and solar energy on Thursday, etc., etc. That's an awful lot of infrastructure that needs to be available in order for him to manufacture all those new products. Rise TV, a grand rising to all. We have a very exciting show for you today. We have two uh, amazing superpowers. Uh, people around the world brought this super team together with uh, Emily and Michelle. And we're really excited to talk about all things quantum today. So I think a lot of people are, are anticipating this episode. They know who these two are. And of course, Emily has been on the show many, many times and also helps us host the uh, Wednesday night's uh, School of Ohm. So amazing stuff there. Uh, so we're looking forward to this. What are we here to do? We're here to unlock those I3 superpowers, imagination, inspiration, and, and intuition to go interstellar, have that inside explosion. Remember, we're going to be living the world from the inside out from now on. We're going to be 
not so distracted by the exterior, and we're going to be more concentrated on the interior and really strengthening ourselves, our, our voice inside, and our connection to God and the, and the universe. So, great stuff here. Of course, we have the Queen of Dreams, the Zen LPN, the Natural Nurse, Victoria, my beautiful wife. How are you, Victoria? Good morning. Yes, and uh, we also have the traveling motivational speaker, teacher of manifestation, cosmic human design coach, the one and only light him up, Mr. Kenyon, Jaron Kenyon. How are you, Jaron? Oh, we're excited for today, aren't we? Quantum talk with some awesome people. I know I've been looking forward to today's talk a lot. One of my favorites here. Welcome all. Welcome family of light. As Greg said, inside out, that's how we're living. Thanks for all of you doing that internal work. No matter what goes on in your external, bring it back inside. Own up to your own responsibility of what you can do to grow, to adjust, and get back in cosmic harmony, which we're also going to be talking about today. The organic, natural, infinite intelligence that is surrounding you and within you at all times. So welcome to rise and let's rise. What are you starting us with, Greg? All right. Well, we're going to start with if you're used to the school of Alm. I'm going to start us with a little breathing exercise. I think it's really great for people to do, and, and we don't usually do these in, in this Rise TV, but this morning we're going to do just a quick little simple breathing exercise oh. for everybody out there. All right, so what we want to do is when you breathe, you want to breathe from your nose in, right, and hold your, hold your uh, hand on your belly so that you feel the air expanding your belly. And then you're gonna release out your mouth and I want you to feel that belly come back down. So nice and relaxed breath. So we're gonna do three of these. You know what they and, call that nursing? And what's that? You know what they call that nursing? What do they call that nursing? Uh, smell the roses and blow out the candle. Smell the roses, blow out the candle. All right, yeah. perfect. All right, so hand on the belly. We're gonna close our eyes. We're gonna take a nice deep breath in through our nose. Feel that belly expanding. And then out through the mouth. Okay, one more. And then this last one, I want you to imagine a golden shower raining down on you and it's going to heal you, it's going to bring you abundance and you're gonna feel like everything's just gonna magnetize to you, it's gonna attract to you. So here we go, ready? Shower down on you. Feel that gold inside of you and then lock it in your heart. Feel your heart, accept it, that you are a magnet for amazing things. And we're going to have an amazing show today. This is going to be the, the best show that has ever been recorded in the world. This is how amazing this is going to be. All right. Excellent job, everybody. Thank you for doing that with me. All right. Well, without further ado, we're going to bring in our amazing guests today. Uh, first, we have the returning guest emily she's been with us many many times on the show with with other teams and and by herself and all those type of things and then also we have the amazing michelle fielding uh she is a spiritual coach healer author intuitive teacher and also we're going to be talking a lot of quantum stuff with her today quantum technology and many other things so we are very excited to have both of you on with us uh first uh emily how are you today doing great today really excited for this call and great to be back with you michelle it's been it's been some time and i know you've been doing a lot of work in the background so 
big honors to you for everything that you do. Yes, and uh, Michelle, uh, welcome to Rise TV for your first appearance here, uh, hopefully many more. And um, we're very excited to talk to you, and I hope things are going well for you, and uh, you're, you're excited to be here. I'm very excited to meet you all. Thank you for inviting me today. Absolutely. Thank yes. you for being here. And uh, you got you got to be introed on the screen right away because <laughs> the, the way everything worked out. So it might, it might it must have been meant to be that everybody had to see you first. So yes. uh, amazing to have you here. Um, we're we're excited to open up conversation in many fields. Um, you are a channeler as well, so um, you receive a lot of messages. Uh, you ask questions out, and you receive messages. Is this how it works for you? Well, um, it can come in different forms. Sometimes it comes in visions um, that are abstract. So, for instance, when they started to tell me about the Starlink and how that was going to come into our lives worldwide, initially they just showed me the military just like all holding hands around the world. So I got the vision of the military holding hands around the world, showing like a peaceful solution um, so they show me that first, and then they might show me something on the ground in another visual, and that's the start of the questioning. So then when I go into channeling, I can say to them in my questioning, why were you showing me, um, you know, the, the military holding hands? Because, you know, I might be busy that day. I might be washing up or doing the housework, and I get this vision, and I might not have time to speak to them straight away. So normally I, I jot it down on a notepad. In fact, me and Jaren were having a little joke about notepads before I came on because my house is full of notepads. <laughs> and uh, so I jot ideas down over a period of time. And then I put all the questions together, which look like they might have some kind of um, theme to them. And then when I go into the channeling, they then give me more information and it comes down um, those those people of, that have been watching me for for a couple of years know that it comes down in segments, and I think that's so that we can all understand it. Actually, if we bring it down in easy to understand portions, um, then everybody can keep up with where we're up to and understand it in a in a sort of everyday um, uh, explanation, because obviously. The type of technology we're talking about is very, very advanced, something that I wouldn't normally understand and I don't understand, to be fair. So if they're going to be talking to me about things like this, they have to make it very, very um, simplistic. Mm. And I think that's why people uh, like to listen to the way that, that um, my channeling comes out, because it's some, it means that everybody can understand uh, the quantum financial system and Starlink and these concepts, which are to most people very confusing. Yeah, for sure. And um, I guess, you know, when I, when I look at the world right now, we have a lot of distractions. I, I I'm blessed to have my wife cause she reads me all these headlines. Like she'll find like <laughs> seven headlines in a row and I'm like, Oh my God, they're just, they're just trying to right look here. So you don't see here. Yeah whether it's white or black or whatever side, 
It's just distractions to keep on pushing you in a certain direction and keep you distracted and keep you, you know, that, that nervous system up and all of these things that are going on. We've been through this for quite a long time now, especially with COVID and all that stuff for that four year period. Um, so we're, you know, the ones that, that kind of rose and became the cream of the crop here and are, are kind of above that and not getting so distracted and seeing the behind the scenes and seeing what all of this really means and where we're supposed to go with this. Uh, we are, you know, able to kind of guide a lot better. Um, and it was actually a little bit of a blessing to go through all that, which is probably the whole point of, of everything that happened. So we, it's a very confusing time to know who's good and who's bad or who's kind of in between, right? And what information should we take away from somebody and what should we say, eh, that doesn't seem right. I'm not sure about that. So uh, the first question I wanna ask you guys is Elon Musk. He's a very interesting fellow and he's out there doing all kinds of things. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? The public would like to know. <laughs> <laughs> I've always uh, felt some kind of way about him. I'm like, I don't know if I trust him. I don't know if he's purposely doing good or if he's has an agenda behind it. I don't know. I can't figure him out. Yeah. So why don't we start with you, Emily, first? What's your uh, take on Elon Musk? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I don't know if he's a clone or AI or he's been replaced or he's an actor. I don't know, you know, what's going on. But what I do know is me growing up when Tesla cars were first coming out, they were no bueno. They were blowing up all the time. The stories were getting covered up. People were dying left and right. Um, what I also do know is I, I found this video, gosh, I don't know how many years ago, let's say five, six, seven years ago. Um, don't have a copy, unfortunately, have never been able to find another copy of this since it's probably been destroyed, but there's a copy of, oh, sorry, there's a video of a gentleman who was filming himself. So like, you know, imagine like the, the computers in front of him, he's here, his phone's here and he's videoing himself live time going into the PACER system, which is like you know, the American, um, government database of, um, I think it's like criminal court cases or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it stands for, um, but it is a government document uh, database rather. And he logged into the database and he found two different pacers that had Elon Musk's name in there with all the other black cats that we know from the Obamas to the Clintons to, um, you know, George Soros's name was thrown in there. So imagine a big, you know, soup mix of all the cabal and Elon Musk's name is in there which kind of makes sense with everything that, you know, I personally thought of and knew about him before that. And then all of a sudden, I don't follow Elon Musk for a long time. And now, wh whoever this version is, whether it's a new version or a taken over version, or he's found the light, I can't say. But this version that we're currently working with is definitely working for humanity. And he's working with all the white hats that we're all familiar with, every single big name you can possibly imagine, including, but not limited to, the Stellar Network as well. So there are a lot of projects that involve Elon Musk, um, the person or this entity, and um, Tesla, the company itself. So I'm just thankful that whatever version it is that we have right now is the good version and not the bad version. <laughs> it seems to be. Yeah. Michelle, uh, your take on Elon Musk and what you know. Is she frozen? Oh, yeah, I think she is. Oh, <laughs> she's not able to speak here. Definitely right now. frozen. Yeah. All right. We'll see if she uh, pops back on. Uh, so, you know, 
when we talk about, oh, you know, oh, there she is. There, she oh, is. there you are, Michelle. You froze up on all us. Right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> just, just sorting out my internet connection. Oh, oh, oh frozen no. again. All right. Yeah, there. Maybe we're under attack here. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did mention that before. Yeah. That her internet was. Yeah, all right, we'll see if she can get herself straightened yeah. out here. Hey, uh, see, this is how I know that Michelle is is high vibrational quantum being because every time her picture freezes, it's like gorgeous smile. Uh, I know. Hair. And when my yes, freezes, I was thinking that too. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right, Michelle, see if you can carry it was so on perfect. here. We didn't even know she was frozen. Right. <laughs> All right. Did you hear, Sorry did you hear the that. question? For some reason, it's jumping off of my connection. Gotcha. Um, so going back to the must question, so the interesting thing about a lot of these names like Musk, Oprah Winfrey, The mm. Weeknd, Justin Bieber, lots of different people you're going to find have been white hats all along. And what's happened is mm. the fact that you've been able to find information about them in the past with nefarious people around them was deliberate because just like uh, Donald Trump is a sting operation, He's not really supposed to be the president. He's a sting operation. So are a lot of all these other people. So people like Musk and Oprah Winfrey and others, and I've just done a channeling on this that, that'll be coming out tomorrow. You're going to start seeing their names, Lady Gaga. You're going to start seeing their names coming out now as good white hats. And in the past, they have been placed deliberately in situations to be able to get the information so that they could expose people. They've been sting operations. So the mask that you see uh, in the front at the moment, yes, it could be a, a body double, but that's to protect him if, if he's out and about. But the actual mask, the good mask, the one that's working with the military is of very high esteem. He's got a very high role in the white hat team. And, um, What's the other thing I was going to say about him? He is, yes, he's apolitical. So he doesn't consider himself to be a Democrat or a Republican. Um, and so he is the ideal voice to have at the front of the military campaign. So the military can't come out and say, you know, we're developing quantum this and quantum that because they're supposed to be behind the scenes. So Musk is the ideal person to build the new social network, which we're going to be seeing more and more. We've just had Tucker Carlson move across. And I channeled this probably about 10 months ago that we're going to see a whole new network coming through Elon Musk. And the Truth Social um, app, you're going to see that becoming more like the Truth Social movement. So you're going to see a lot of people like Tucker Carlson coming to the forefront and a lot of individual um, truther channels like maybe Rise TV, Nick Fenny Armin and others that we know of will start coming under that umbrella of the truth social movement. So that Musk represents a, an awful lot of things and they're all good. Well, that's uh, definitely good to hear. And when, you know, they named the company Tesla way back when. I was very like, whoa, what, what's that all about? Because Nikola Tesla, we obviously know, 
uh, throughout history has invented amazing things and brought technologies that were, were very futuristic. And here's Elon Musk now um, bringing all of this new quantum stuff to the world. So pretty interesting how all that has uh, transpired. And, and if Trump, you know, that video I played in the beginning, which I thought was cute, it was funny, you know, with, with Donald Trump and the, and the whole book and everything like that. We've heard this before. We've unraveled it before on the show. But the way they did it, I thought it was really funny. But, um, you know, with, if Trump is involved with the Sting operation and involved in the, 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 the uh, Elon Musk stuff, and they're kind of working together with Nikola Tesla Technologies, then that would make sense in, in naming the company Tesla. They knew so much so long ago that this was going to turn into this. So pretty interesting stuff. Uh, Jaron, you have a take on, you know, these these players out there and, and who to trust? Well, one thing is I, I intend to not try to express what I don't know and more stay in what I do know or what I uniquely view life as. And so for me, with any of these characters, this aspect of full bad or full good is actually part of the false matrix itself, collective ego program that installs that to create division and to create separation. So I view it all as um, a quantum mess. It's all relative. It's also relative to the viewer. It's not like one imprint affects everyone in the exact same way. So what I do is I take it back inside. I listen to what my inner technology tells me, what my intuition tells me, what my body senses, what do I feel like within any of these things. And sometimes they can shift. Sometimes I can be aligned. Then the next time I'm questioning and I'm not, and then I might be again. And sometimes I may know, just completely know, and not even want my attention on it. Sometimes I may say, wait a minute, I might have a preconceived mental expectation here, or I'm bringing too much of what society tells me to it to believe a certain way. I want to make sure I get neutral, listen to the energy, feel the energy and information, and see what aligns for me right now. So having said that, you know, I don't really care about most of the players. I love the movie, all of it. I more care about my interaction with who I'm around and whatever inspires me. I can learn from the dark. I can learn from the light. If it inspires me, if it causes me to grow, great. And then again, what's in my personal environment? Where has the field, you know, formed into my personal time and space experience? And that's where I really relatively more fo focus my energy is on me and then my tribe. You know, one of the great things about, just to sum up this brief little meeting we had here today, is Michelle and I were brought to the physical time and space of one another, having never met one another. And I was actually going for a different reason. And next thing you know, here we are meeting Michelle. And then I heard Michelle's name, of course, before. But I'm like, oh, let me YouTube. Let me see what's around. And lo and behold, Emily pops up first thing. The first YouTube I do, I see Emily. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's Emily again. No, just kidding, Emily. I was like, this is amazing. And they had just done their first video together. Just a few days earlier, it had come out at least. And uh, and so then there I am with Michelle, and we developed this little vortex, right? You know, you could feel the natural energy. You could feel the authentic uniqueness. But we got in this synergy energy, and it really felt like home. And so we loved that and left and then mentioned to, you know, she mentioned perhaps having Emily on 
with her for the first, you know, get go here. And I said, all right, let's ask Emily. And Emily just lit up because of her interaction with Michelle. She's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And now we came to the time. But I say this all because this is like all in my experiential field. I met Michelle in my field. I've observed many experiences with Emily. We've yet to meet in person. That'll come. But we've had many experiences of what I feel to be true and what I know to trust and who I get along with. And that's more of how I view life. Although we can look at the external characters, most of us, like what's in your world? What What is in your world beyond the TV you're watching or the computer you're watching? Because that's a measure of where you have gotten to. And that's a measure of what you are forming and causing into your life. And stop viewing things as so negative and positive or getting lost in storylines. Be a little bit more emotionally neutral. But at the same time, if it's a no, it's a no. Don't go there. Don't put your energy there. If it's a middle, well, maybe I'll explore more. If it's a yes, go all in. That's all up to you. And it's your game because in, in the end, this is your great awakening. As much as it's a collective ascension, it's your you awakening and remembering who and what you really are and then finding those that are also true organic players in this game as well and who's playing alongside of you. Yeah, great stuff there, Jaron. And, uh, you know, it is a, a lot of, um, you know, life is, is, is perception. It's perspective. Where do you sit in your perspective? And uh, if you're getting lost in the external, pull yourself back and get back into the internal. If you're too much internal, you don't have a, any clue what's going on out there. Well, get out there a little bit and, and explore and have some experiences. You, you really have to, you know, get yourself in balance and find neutrality because, like you said, if you get hooked on a certain idea and you just see that idea, you become tunnel visioned. And now you're not able to actually see the truth because you're so fixated on one area. Could be religion, right? It could be uh, the, the way you were raised and, and how you look at a political party, right? You're just stuck on it. You will not move. And the problem with that is you're not able to actually flow through life and see where it brings you. Ping, balls, ping pong balls you through to see where you land and actually, you know, able to do that and open your heart to things and see the world. And like you said, when you look at that bad and good, well, there might be something really interesting in that person that you think is bad that you need to learn, but you're unable to because you're blind to it. You are no, right? And that's that's a problem. So we have to really look at life in a perspective. And everybody's has their Avenger role. Everybody has their role of research, of you know, speaking a certain way, of, of a certain practice they do. Everybody's bringing something to the world uniquely. So that's also their roles as well. So there might be people out there that tell you who's bad and good or look at this person, take this away, but be careful of that because that is a hook, right? It's a gatekeeper. It's somebody who's going to keep you in their vision and not allow you to go outside and see other people's vision. So there's a lot that goes on out there. And uh, I've always been interested in that Elon Musk because he's very you know, interesting. And I've, I've driven a Tesla for quite a while now, and I, and I enjoy the car. But uh, you know, with Elon, he's, he's so interesting because if you look back at old photos of him, he doesn't really look like he does now. That's one thing that I've seen. Maybe that's plastic surgery or something, but he doesn't look the same. And then secondly, um, the way he speaks about certain things are, are very interesting and how he puts certain things, certain hints out uh, on, on Twitter about, uh, you know, the galaxy and different things. So it's really, really fun information to look at him and, and see what he's up to. Um, you know, when we talk about uh, overall, right, uh, 
uh, Emily, you like this word, fudding, right? Fear, uncertainty, doubt, right? People are always trying to put that in um, groups, in comment sections, all over social media, everywhere. And even sometimes your friends and family are, are loading you with it. Um, you know, how do we discern fudding and how do we get through it? Uh, Emily, you're kind of been in the middle of it, a lot of it. Uh, what, do you, what do you say about fudding? Oh boy, well, what have I not said about fudding already? Um, I want to kind of piggyback and, and merge the two ideas together because what Michelle and Jaren and you, Greg, were saying a second ago, I resonate with so much of it, right? It's like, we don't know exactly who the white hats and the black hats are, and it was done intentionally this way. And I've mentioned before, there's a really good movie that I've seen um, that I keep referring to. And, and if you haven't watched it, please do. It's called Operation Mincemeat. It's about World War II. And it's about, um, it was the first time in, in military history, well, history period, where it wasn't just like one version of PSYOPs. It was an entire collective of an entire plan of war on PSYOPs. So there are so many layers to it where nobody knew what the heck was going on, including the internal team didn't mm. know. So when you keep that in mind, it's like, okay, guys, just chill out <laughs> because we don't know who's who. And some of them could be agents. Some of them could be double agents. Some of them could be triple agents. So just let the story play out. However, it's going to be like Jaren said, stay neutral. And the only thing that we really need to focus on is not the individual player, but the movement of the plan. Is the plan going towards what we believe is good and going to happen? Or is it going towards what we believe is bad, like the WF agenda? Is that going to happen? And as long as the plan moves forward, I could really care less who is behind it, because I know that the good people are behind it and, and we're winning. Or we've actually, in my opinion, we've already won. We're just seeing it play out. Um, so that being said, you know, people can change over time. Like you and me, we've changed. We've evolved in the last couple of years based on what we know. So I definitely don't want to paint people in a certain picture because of my prior conceptions of them. I think people should, you know, stay in neutral, stay grounded, and just think about all the information that is still coming out. Do you still resonate with what they're saying, yes or no? And you have to do this every single time you come across their information, right? That way you're constantly... Um, fact checking and gut checking everything. So that being said, like we know that because we're still in a war scenario, psyops is a massive part of this, and there's a lot of disinformation and a lot of misinformation campaigns and plenty of smear campaigns going on at the same time. So there's a lot of wiggle room for error, and that's why you can't just blindly follow people. I think one of the big mistakes that people are doing is they switch their TV, like the news channel. For, you know, in our case, it would be a Telegram channel or a Rumble channel. And that's one of the most dangerous things to do. And Q even told you not to do it. Mm. And so after you turn on your TV off, you switch it for another influencer of sorts. That's still, quote unquote, the wrong thing to do because it means you haven't learned your lesson yet. You haven't learned to do your own research. Um, and one thing that I love about you guys and about Michelle, we were talking about this briefly right before the call started. We've all lived in our own bubble. We don't follow other people. We do our own research. We put in our own work to see what resonates with us. And then we just put the information out there to see who else resonates with that. But it's not like we're sitting here every day taking notes. What does, you know, Joe Schmo say? What does Bob say over there? And then consolidate that and then blindly forward their information back and forth, which is what I can, I can tell you is what like 90 to 95% of the other truthers out there do. 
They forward information. They haven't vetted a single thing. There's literally zero due diligence. And then they make all these outrageous claims like, oh, I know these people in person. They don't. <laughs> or, oh, I, I know this information. Well, then how come you've been debunked by the government themselves or by the, the, the databases and the historical documents or by the companies, right? Like we've talked about Ripple in the past and how all the XRP gurus know this about Ripple. <laughs> but then you go to ripple.com and Ripple and Brad Garlinghouse and David Schwartz have debunked exactly what XRP Army is trying to claim. Like it's people need to wake up. They need to do their own research and get centered so they can find out what resonates with them instead of blindly following, because that's what creates all the FUD. And the FUD, which stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt, is the confusion that is one of the biggest weapons of the cabal. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, I, there was a great comment here. Um, Terry says, uh, grounding is so very important. Walk outside barefoot, learn, lean against the tree, sit, uh, uh, sit on the beach, use grounding mats for all your best, you know, the electro electromagnetic connections and stuff to Mother Earth. You know, that's part of it. You know, it, it's it's reconnecting to what made us, right? The, 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 the technology that is Earth, right? And we, we need to reconnect to that. We're so fixated on the external. Who's telling me what? I need to learn this. I need to learn, learn, learn. Instead of taking time to breathe, taking time to connect, and then you feel your own downloads, your own intuition, your own channeling, right? Comes through and that's amazing. But uh, Emily, what's your definition of a triple agent and how do they not get confused and what the hell they're doing? <laughs> you know, when I was trying to research a triple agent because of the movie Operation Mincemeat, I ended up learning that most people cannot successfully do it because once you become a double agent, most people have a hard time just keeping the two storyline straight, let alone <laughs> yeah. a third storyline. And usually if you try to go that route, most often they will actually expose themselves because unless you're schizophrenic, yes. <laughs> it's really, really hard to have that many personas in, um, and what is that term I'm thinking of? Like not break your, um, like an actor, like not break your thingy. The fourth wall. Yeah. Your thingy. <laughs> Don't break your thingy, everyone. Yeah. Don't break your thingy. That's the, that's the big lesson. Oh, right? That's yeah. what you so, define I mean, a thingy can, as. You can work for multiple parties, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, it seems like you would get confused very quickly. <laughs> who am I working for? I forget. And who do you trust that you're working for that they're actually not doing that to you? Right. So, Michelle, your idea of uh, of fighting, you know, this fear, uncertainty, doubt, all these channels, all these people out there, all this information that we're getting, not including the the mainstream media, but all the other media forms, and uh, how do we discern? How do we feel our own, you know, way through it? Well. Personally, I'm like Emily. I tend to keep away from what everyone else is saying and I wait for my own um, kind of information to come in. Like I was talking about before, I wait for the visions and I also wait for information to find me. So I know that sounds quite strange, but sometimes, you know, we all get, like you were saying, your wife said seven yeah, headlines yes. to you, you know, and we get a lot of information, but sometimes I don't sit... I don't see it, if that makes sense. I'm just going through. But then there'll be one thing that kind of hops out at me that was I was meant to see. And that's the next part of the puzzle in terms of what I'm channeling for the collective. And then I know that that's the bit that I need to research and look into. And then that helps to fill out the next part of where we're going. 
Um, the problem within the truther movement, like you were saying before, they've switched from one, um, one channel to the next. And the problem that I've seen with, with the truthers is that when you then try to bring information to them that they don't want to hear, they're as closed-minded about it as the people that they call asleep. So we've got the same problem on both sides to the same extent. And so it's very important to stay, um, I call it back, stay back from, from the noise. And whenever I'm channeling anything, the way that they, they give me the information is always like a very, the overview, the strategic overview. They don't get involved in the, is Elon Musk a good guy or a bad guy? They only get involved in what is the outcome. And I think Jaren was saying that before. Is all we should be interested in is where are we, where are we supposed to be? What's the end goal? And how are we going to get there? Not all the who said this, who said that. Um, and in terms of the grounding, which somebody just talked about, when I was in Kauai, I did um, a meditation with the group there when I was on the truth tour. There's about 60 people. So we had to do two circles, one within, with inside the other. And we did a grounding and a, a mantra and a, an angel meditation. And it created so much immense light that the people that had infiltrated the tour, both in, in physical form by being there, and also externally by trying to put negative um, spells or whatever you want to call it onto the tour, it blew back. And it blew back so incredibly quickly that things were just falling apart all around me. So what I mean is that when you, when you stay in a high vibration, you're like a mirror to anything that's coming at you. So anybody that tries to bring in negative thoughts, negative energies, even witchcraft, if you keep your vibration high, you're like a mirror to that energy and it blows it back onto them, but in a negative way. So whatever they've sent to you goes back to them a hundredfold. And um, this high vibration that we created through the grounding and the meditation on this particular tour I honestly, it was the whole thing was falling apart around me. It was affecting all the people so quickly. It was so easy to see. And I think that as the vibration goes up, generally in the world, the bad players that everybody is so worried about, they will just be seen because of that mirroring effect and the fact that the vibration is going up. And every time they try to do anything in a negative way to disrupt the plan, it it does a blowback. It's what I call a blowback. And it disrupts them more than it can affect us. So I don't know if that's helpful for people. Oh, it's great. Absolutely. I love it. And uh, that's really a, a big reason why me, Emily, and Jaren formed the School of Ohm and, and decided to do this co-manifestation, co-meditation every week. Because it's just bringing our vibrations up, getting people more aware of their internals and overall just raising the vibrations of the planet so that the, the bad players don't have the power they did. Each and every week we diminish their power more and more and we're seeing more and more exposed uh, as this is going on. So it's amazing stuff. 
And, and, uh, and I can definitely testify to that because the vibration in QSI is so high that we seem to be, and I'm talking about within um, the blockchain ecosystem, guys. So like all the ISO stuff, but especially within Stellar too, all those um, dark entities who are trying to attack us or let's say not even like, let's call them the generals, but it's like the little minions running around. It doesn't matter what layer of attack is coming against us. They're all getting repelled and the channel gets stronger by the week. Just like what you were saying a second ago, Greg. And, um, you know, like we just had, I don't remember when this last round started, maybe like three weeks ago, something like that. We've had just wave after wave of different parties, different groups, different entities, different layers of people trying to attack us, our information, which... I mean, and I love Michelle's call, like the one that we did together before, because she brings the information from a channeling perspective. I bring it from like the public proof perspective. So it's literally bulletproof. You can't attack the information because the information is already publicly known. I'm just, you know, typing it or, or speaking it. That's it. I'm just compiling it and, and hearing it. <laughs> so you can't attack the information. Um, and so what they've been trying to do is they've been trying to create all these lies to confuse people. And now we have people who are scammers, known scammers, and have been scammers for about eight, nine months now, come and confuse other people and say, no, the developers you work with are the scammers. We're the real ones. But in the meantime, like in the beginning, when they first said that, I think more people were confused. And then the last couple of days, um, but especially like the last two or three days, so many people are just they know it's so obvious by now because the scammers are exposing themselves like what michelle was saying the blowback because our vibration is so high that whatever they try to say we can smell that bullshit from a mile away and and the words they use the documents they try to publish uh, publicize it's um like anybody who actually takes a look and go okay here's how you debunk it <laughs> like the only way you wouldn't know that it's false is if you didn't even look at it with your eyes Otherwise, it's right there telling you verbatim that this is false, you know. Yep. So it's it's definitely happening, guys. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So we got to be really aware and keep our minds open, and you know, look for discernment inside yourself of who you want to listen to, and you know, mainly <clears throat> listen to yourself and your own intuition, and it will guide you for sure. So let's get to our intros here. A little late, but we'll get to them and. Uh, and then we'll uh, get to introing in where you can find Emily and Michelle, of course. And you probably all know where you find Emily for sure. <laughs> all right. Welcome to Rise TV. It's a barrier-breaking variety show about business and self-development and human evolution with long-form conversation hosted by visionaries, educators, and entertainers, Jaron Kenyon, Victoria Schumacher, and Greg Schumacher with incredible world-class game changers of friends and guests that have included speakers, influencers, musicians, entrepreneurs, doctors, hypnotists, authors, artists, coaches, and beyond. Our goal is to assist humanity in discovering their true potential and power, which is only from within. Through books, courses, schools, shows, seminars, summits, retreats, private coaching, and more, Team Rise will take you your vision to a new frontier of quantum thrusting, that's a Jaren word, quantum thrusting forward, a new way of living and co-creating on Earth. Of course, we have my wife, Victoria Schumacher. She's a manifesting generator in the cosmic human design system. She is an active nurse for over 12 years. She's a wife, mother, warrior, and social butterfly. She is a believer in celebrating raw self-expression, investigating and tirelessly exploring all avenues of the truth. Victoria is also an ordained minister. 
along with her husband. If you're getting married, who better than Victoria and Greg marrying you? <laughs> Uh, we also have Jared Canyon. He's a manifestation generator in the cosmic human design system. He's a traveling motivational speaker, teacher of manifestation, and believes cosmic human design is the internet of human beings. Jared studied from and pilgrims to India with guru Dr. Palai. He became a life mastery consultant through Mary Morrissey and Bob Proctor's organization. He also holds strong wisdom in quantum physics and Nikola Tesla mathematics. Jaren, as a coach, gives you lifelong tools to keep you ascending in your life with ease. Work privately with Jaren. Jaren at jarenkenyon.com. On to you, Jaren. All right, Greg Schumacher, projector in the Cosmic Human Design System. And by the way, I love Michelle's aspect of pulling information to us because 91% of the world, if you look at quantum design signature, is designed to do exactly that. You don't seek, push, try to make it happen. You are it. You ask for it, you intend on it, and it comes to you. So that is the truth. And aside from that, synchronicity in your body's intelligence will also point you to the direction of what is for you and what isn't for you. And part of our evolution now is not only gaining, it's learning what to let go of, and it's learning not to what put attention on, not to not what to put our attention on. So having said that, what is the cosmic human design system? It's not human design. Many of you have seen all the interviews I've been doing lately. It's starting to naturally sprout itself to where I believe it would want to be one of the foundational tools to the ascension. And it is using true sidereal astrology. We're using true thir 13 signs, Ophiuchus, the spirit element, ether element, vitally important to our quantum nature and our eternal selves. So we have 13 signs, not 12. The constellations are all different sizes. They are not the same. Just like people and trees and everything else are not the exact same size and communist, so are the constellations. So if you took a telescope out and looked into the sky, you want to see the natural sky, the God sky, and the precision. So we are not in the same time as 2,000 years ago. We have rotated the dial roughly 31 degrees since the year zero, because every 72 years we have an adjustment cosmos we are not fixed it sounds like slavery to me to be in a fixed sky no the sky is ever shifting and changing so with your cosmic human design you're able to access your true and pure self and all that's come with it that you've heard me blab about a lot lately which will spare you on today greg is a projector in that system an architect a visionary a guide a director an evaluator an advisor you want any more words you're always giving emily great definitions so i'm going to give you some there greg um He's also a visionary leader and a transformational business coach that brings people directly to their inner truth and freedom of expression. We love that, right? Authenticity and freedom of expression. There is your money, your art, your natural self, your brilliance to the world. That's what brings you free time and abundance from the cosmos. Greg guides you to release negativity, doubt, and fear. Oh, there's that again. To usher you in to a personal and business life of passion, purpose, and prosperity comes from a long lineage of inventors and innovators and continues the tradition with cutting edge ways of helping humanity. Stay tuned for what's coming. A lot of fun stuff. You can work with Greg privately by or uh, purchase one of his books. Greg is a content and insane insanity person. He just pumps out stuff whenever he feels like it, like right away. So check out all the things he has going on, including at Rise Media TV, even some manifestation books for your children. And stay tuned, of course, for the three segments we do each and every show, our foundation. I will be leading us through a manifestation moment. Greg will be providing us with another movie I'm 
anticipating and the Greg Schumacher experience. And the climax of the show, holding it in, staying with us, keeping that energy inside. The climax of the show, the sunshine news, Victoria, will be bringing us to at the end. Excellent. Thank you, Jaron. And uh, yeah, if you get get a few minutes, guys, go over to risemediatv.com and just just browse the site. There's so much information there. I've put a lot of work and Jaron's put a lot of work into the information over there. It's got a visionary library. It's got all kinds of information, you know, most of it free. So just check it out and, and, and learn some things and have some fun over there because it's really some good stuff, including Cosmic Human Design page. That tells you about the I Ching and a lot of other things and why the 13th sign astrology, right? And so it's great stuff there. And uh, yeah, you got to throw those calendars out. No longer uh, uh, feasible. That's that's the matrix stuff. All right, <laughs> here we go. Four quick things here. Next week, we got uh, Jason Picard, Limitless Wealth. We went to his house, me and Victoria did, and it was amazing. We had a lot of fun there. Great guy, and we're going to have a great conversation with him. Um, he made... A ton of money, ton of money on the stock market by using spirituality and uh, the way he is as a person and then uh, became an amazing uh, uh, leader in spirituality now. So we're really looking forward to that conversation. Of course, well, there's Emily and Jaron. We've got our School of Ohm on Wednesday nights. Check that out live every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Quantum Business School. So we have a actual free a workshop coming your way. So if you want to check it out, um, it's going to be on June 24th. Go over to risemediatv.com and just scroll down just a little bit and you'll see a link tree and it'll it'll bring you the link for the workshop. So you can go over, click that out and check out what that's about. It's got a nice description there. So if you're interested, check out the Quantum Business School uh, workshop. And then join us. Yes, join it's us. free. Join us. Yep. Me, yes. Jaron and Lee will be hosting that. Uh, and then the Rise Code book, uh, we have a lot of pre-orders. We really appreciate it. Um, we are in editing right now. And uh, if you want to go check out what that's all about, the trailer and all that stuff, risemediatv.com slash the Rise Code. All right, that takes care of our business. Now let's get to our guests here. Um, Emily, I don't have your Rumble channel off the top of my head. I just remembered you have a Rumble channel and you have Jaron uh, – did um with you uh last week or yeah was it last friday that you did a um a, a beginners to yes to, to cosmic human design and then this friday you just did a little bit more in-depth uh look into emily's uh design in the gates i believe so um really cool stuff there emily what's your uh rumble channel I actually didn't know it either. I was looking <laughs> up while you were talking. <laughs> um, it's just Quantum Stellar Initiative, all one word. Okay. And um, it's got our, our banner, our logo, everything on it. So just make sure you find ours because we have a lot of copycats over mm -hmm. Rumble as well. So we've got both Rumble and YouTube, and we're only on Telegram, not any other social media platform. Yeah, so her Telegram channel is Quantum Stellar Initiative. Um, and uh, all the link the links are below um, for both Michelle and... Uh, and Emily, but I didn't put the Rumble channel in there. So hopefully everybody will go over there and check out your Rumble channel because that's uh, where a lot of your replays are because uh, they don't save on Telegram like uh, the other ones do. Um, and then, of course, we have Michelle Fielding, uh, spiritual coach, healer, author, intuitive teacher. Um, and you have a lot of links here, but uh, you do a lot of shows on Locals, I see. 
and a lot of great guests. Um, and then um, you have a Rumble channel, a website. So you have the Golden Heaven on Earth.net. That sounds like an awesome title. Uh, what are you doing? Um, first of all, in the spiritual sense, what, that sounds like your roots. So what are you doing in the spiritual sense with everybody and uh, the information you're providing? So my background is that I'm a teacher of angels, actually. I teach people how to meet their angels, oh, wow. how to raise their vibration, so that, they're highly, uh, so that their light is high enough to meet their angels each day and work with them. So that's what I used to do before the crazy flu. <laughs> and then when the crazy flu shut down my business, this new channeling came in. And so a lot of my time now, as you know, is spent... Um, channeling for the collective so that they understand what's going on but in terms of spiritual work you can still find me like you said at my website where you can book me for you can either do e-courses or buy my book or you can book to have sessions with me and that can be anything from a soul reading to doing a course with me online um, through via zoom Basically, it can be tailored or you can do something in your own time. Great stuff. And uh, Michelle, what, what was your book about? What did, what did you write about in that book? Um, my book was about how to, how to meet your guardian angel. Mm. All right. That sounds, that sounds excellent. I'd like to meet my guardian angel. I got to check this out. <laughs> I'm right here, buddy. Right here. <laughs> Wow. I set you right up for that joke, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> Great stuff there. Uh, Michelle, you visited a lot of people. You've been on a lot of shows, and you also have a lot of guests in. Um, you know, how do you think it's going right now with uh, the, the Great Awakening, so to speak, and getting the movement of the general public, you know, kind of moving in the right direction? How, how are you feeling about this so far? I'm actually feeling quite good about it. I think that we've made a lot of progress. Um, I, was, I did actually go into America for a month recently and I do actually feel for you people a lot because not living in your country or ever having visited it before, um, I can tell you guys that it's a, you've got a big mess going on there. Mm -hmm. um, and I think people in America might be struggling more than anywhere else I've ever seen. Yeah. So my impressions of the vibration of the country not that i visited every aspect of the country but again just as a, a general kind of overview is that it's it's not as high as it could be so i can't comment on where it has been and whether it's improving or not all i can comment on is how i felt when i arrived i did make a video about it actually i do think there's a lot of work to do I do think there's a lot of infighting, particularly in the movements that say they're working for the light and for the truth. There's a lot of infiltration that I witnessed. There's a lot of these players that we've been talking about today. You know, are they good? Are they bad? Are they gray? Are they white? You know, um, and I think a lot of energy gets taken up on that. So I think like Jaren and Emily and me have been saying all this interview, when it's in such turmoil like you are at the moment, um, which is actually a good thing as well, because what happens is when there's change going on, 
literally all the pieces have to be thrown up into the air and they have to realign so that they can come back down in a nice new pattern. And where you guys seem to be from what I was witnessing was that you're in that, that space where everything's been thrown up into the air and you don't quite yet know how it's going to come back down. And that can be a very strange time for everybody. It can be worrying and, and it can be exciting all at the same time. Um, so I think the way to be for America right now is not to get too drawn into, you know, good players, bad players, but just to keep thinking about those those pieces that are in the air and how you want them to align when they come back down. And just keep that vision in your mind, how you want America to look going forward. What policy do you want? It's not really about the players. So even when I'm channeling about your politics, it's not really about Donald Trump. It's not really about Ron DeSantis. It's about what do you want the country to look like? What policy do you need? And keep focused on who is the best person to help deliver that rather than worrying about, you know, their personal traits or what they did 10 years ago or, you know, what they said last week. Who is the best person to bring in the policy that you need for, for your country? Because in the future, when we go into a devolved system, you're going to have to be used to thinking about policy for yourself and then voting for it. We're not going to have all these layers anymore. And your political system is not going to look like it does now. It's not going to be left and right, red and blue. It's being brought to the centre ground. Um, you know, this is why you've got Robert Kennedy on one side coming in at the moment and you've got Ron DeSantis on the other at the moment. I mean, those, are, those lineups will change, but the reason that those two are prominent is because they're really the same thing. Mm. They're the same thing. And they're trying to bring this, these divergent narratives to the center ground. So going forward, um, you just need to keep thinking about those pieces that are up in the air and bringing them back down in the way you want them to look. And in general, I would say that the vibration, going back to your original question, overall around the world has increased like tenfold, hundredfold even. If you go back to when the freaky flu began, it's, it's in a completely different place. So progress is being made. Uh, you, 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 you certainly spoke to my heart there. Um, because I keep seeing that there's the, the political parties, it, the division of it, it, it was it was a destruction from the beginning. And I feel it more and more that that's going away. And the Kennedys and those type of things, they're, they're in the Elon Musk, they're, they're playing that neutral role. And they're, you know, speaking from any side, right? It doesn't matter what their label is. Of Obviously with Trump, you know, he was Republican, but that wasn't him. That wasn't what he was representing. He was very much trying to be in the middle. And uh, the middle is very, uh, very undefined now, right? It's yeah. a very undefined place to be. But uh, this, the divisions of everything in America has been super high. Like everything's divided. And when I see people get really hyper about certain issues, they're getting baited 
and you just got to don't give it energy. I mean, how often do we speak about law of attraction and to not give it energy if you're, it's not something you resonate with, but they just attack it. Don't, it can't be this way, right? They get so mad about it and it just draws this more energy towards it and it gets worse and worse and worse. So um, I really see this, this, uh, this idea of this political parties just kind of blending into one. And maybe we do a, a Democrat and a Republican party together where one's, you know, president, one's, you know, the vice. And that's how we kind of start moving forward into this Nasera Jacera age, right? Where it's kind of this slow move into, hey, listen, we're not going to be doing this division thing anymore. But uh, it's interesting. Uh, Jaron, any uh, thoughts on all that? <laughs> I love what Michelle is sharing there for overall view of quantum reality in your manifestation process. To stay in the vision of the end result and the feeling of that and not concern yourself with how other than in the moment, where do I resonate in the moment? What do I wish to receive? What will I allow in in the moment? Where do I want to take my actions in the moment? Where does my value and my inner core integrity align with whatever's going on in my world? And I'm, I'm moving like Emily said in the direction towards is a great six two profile cosmic human design statement in the direction towards where we're going, not being so concerned with all the, mil the millions of steps and the millions of yeses and no's and goods and bads and all that other stuff that also our self, our, you know, separate old separation mind, dualistic mind, um, logic and emotional reaction wants to take us and more of looking at from the top of the mountain, you're on top of the mountain. It's you, you're at the center and where is on the horizon, the air, where I want to go, where is it I wish to go? Where is it I wish to see it for? Whether it's for the world or for your family or for you, and remembering that and seeing, am I in the direction towards that, or am I not? Because we can get veered off a lot of different directions here, especially when we continue to go back to the past. That was mentioned by Michelle too, past the assumptions or identities, karmic imprints, right of of thoughts. What's going on presently? What do I feel like presently? And am I moving into the feeling and the vision of what my dreams are, of what my virtues are, of what an ultimate new Terra Earth is? What is that? How do I feel in that? And am I moving towards it? And then, like Greg said, is my attention on the things that are harmonious for that? Or is my attention on ego, collective ego drama? which is where most of the, even now in this current ascension, most have gotten, are still kind of overly lost. And we all have some of it. I have my own, but some of us are very, very, very lost in it. And we're going to be in for a rude awakening if we want to truly awaken, that it isn't what's going on in the collective world that is the great awakening. That is part of it. The real awakening is who and what you really are, who you're becoming and where you're heading and your unification in oneness with the cosmos, as well as the uniqueness that everybody else is unique and they are not the same as you. So what do you align to and what don't you and what direction are you heading? And that's what matters. Yeah, for sure. Right. Can I add go, to that? Because that yeah. really inspired me. So if I start with like, Greg, what you're talking about um, with Trump, right? The only thing that I would disagree with is I don't think Trump's in the middle. I think Trump has created his own new label, right? That's mm. why they called him the, the Trumpkin. 
<laughs> and he's pretty, he's on path forward. He's literally Something showing people what this new world's going to be. Leave behind the old world because the old world didn't, it didn't work out for anybody. And then in, um, when I talked about the law of attraction, well, on Rise, we've talked a lot about the law of distraction as mm-hmm. well. And I'm sure everybody has seen before that clip on YouTube where it's like, you got this dog contest. Um, and the dog, like, I think it's like a golden retriever or something has to get from this line to this line, but it has bowls of like snacks and toys. And that golden retriever is sniffing every single bowl and eating every single treat before it gets to the finish line. And the owner's like, oh my gosh. Well, guys, that's how a lot of people are behaving right now because they're getting distracted with all the noise and all the flooding, and they're not keeping focused on what the end goal is supposed to be. And so, and it's not just, you know, within Stellar where where I reside, but it's everything. Um, You know, we talked about how like in the news, you've got, you know, more Corona BS and you got more, um, you know, black hole this and this star and this comet's going to blow up Earth and it's going to be the only one that blows up Earth. But then every two weeks, there's another one that's going to blow up Earth. <laughs> and then you have election integrity issues and you have, you know, flooding and more earthquakes. And it's like fires. They're, they're fires. Yeah, they're just stories. And the stories exist because they have to distract you because the plan has not fully baked yet. It's in the oven, it's baking, but it's not ready to be served. And so until that's ready, until Stellar is ready to distribute everything and make it all happen, they've got to keep everybody who's not doing the real work busy with the fake work. So at least they're talking about something. Something is better than nothing. And if I go back to what Michelle was saying earlier about how the information finds you, that is so true, guys. That's incredibly quant to me. Like I've had so many people (laughs) in QSI asking me, how do you do your decoding? What sources do you use? And it's like, I use everything. The sources find me. In the beginning, I might have like 20 tabs or 100 tabs open, and I've got to scan through everything to see what keywords strike me. But over time, as my intuition grows and expands, I don't have to do that anymore. Like somebody might say a keyword. I'm like, okay, I don't have a feeling yet. Let me put that aside. And it could be hours later. It could be days later. Suddenly I go, that's what I need to write about. And the first thing I open will be the exact article that I need to have all the information to use as my source. That's the information finding me, not me using my ego trying to find the information because that's how you know timing is everything. And we've talked also before, um, Greg, Jaron, you and me, about how whatever it is that you're trying to find narrative-wise, because of the way the quantum universe works and quantum entanglement, you can find it. So if you're looking to prove that the black hats are still in control, you can find that narrative. If you're looking to find that the white hats are in control, you can find it. So yes, your perception is reality. And that's why you should not react from ego. You should let the universe flow through you. And so ultimately, when we go back to like religion and politics, I think that it's not going to be that you identify with any of these in the more anymore in the future. Or like we've talked about religion in the past. If you knew that all these atrocities were happening because you were this faith or that faith, would you still want to identify with that faith? Guys, it's the same thing with politics. Every wing of politics in every country has been corrupted. So do you still want to identify as that? Or do you just want to be, you know, like what Trump is representing, moving forward in a new direction, in a new quantum future, and leaving behind all of the past? Wow. Great stuff yeah. there, Emily. And whew, you, uh, you lit us up here. I have a Man. 
question? Yeah. Oh, you got or a question. I save it for after? Well, let's do. Because I see you going to Jaren's. Yeah, let's do okay. Jaren's manifestation moment. Um, we're going to get to a question, and then I also want to get to the quantum stuff. So the future of quantum for sure. All right, everybody, we're going to go to the manifestation moment. So today's manifestation moment topic, I want to first bring up the organic infinite intelligence or the natural infinite love intelligence, the field, what is true, what is real. You are made of it and it's echoed all throughout existence, even in the good and bad of technology or the good and bad of people. It all comes from an organic source inevitably. So we want to get back in touch with that. We got to get back in touch with our bodies, in touch with our minds, in touch with our emotions, and recognize, although we are not them, you have a body, you have a mind, you have emotions, you are not that, inevitably, that you are working in synergy and in a symphony with it. You're acknowledging all the gifts and talents that are buried inside of you we do not awaken to, we do not utilize, one, because we don't remember, right? Two, because our vibrations aren't high enough. So we speak about all that kind of stuff, right? But three is we don't inquire. We don't allow. Why don't we inquire and allow inside I'm starting with? Because of the ego and collective ego parasitic um, artificial energy that we have been subject to. I've been talking a lot about this lately in my version, my way of seeing it, and including in the Oracle of the Cosmic Way book, the true I Ching, the book of transformation, not change. It's not the book of change. That's not where we want to be. We want to be in transformation. And in that book, we consistently discuss your true self, your true self versus the ego, the collective ego and its groups. And that when you become in touch with your true self, right, and then you become in touch with all of nature and in the visible cosmos, right, which can include guides, angels, galactic family, okay, can also include animals, can also include the elements, earth, water, air, fire, human beings, everything. You move into cosmic harmony. And when you're authentically true, and you're in reciprocity and in naturalness, it's all about being natural here. That's what we're remembering. We have cosmic support. That is your real nourishment. That is your real protection. That is your real finance. That is what will cause you to thrive inside out in synergy. So there is a cosmic reality we have largely been walled off from due to the ego and collective ego. When we move into true self, we are empowered and not victims, yes. We set intentions, yes. That's part of this, you know, ongoing conversations we have. But also, we welcome the cosmic help, the cosmic helpers. You have help all the time around you, within you and without you, your organs, your, your chemistry, your hormones, as well as everything I mentioned in the field. You start to operate in a quantum reality. 
and you can make magnificent transformations that lead the manifestation, right? First, it's inside out. It's your inner transformation. So you do not have to do this alone. Emily and I had a gene we read the other day on Friday. One of them had to do with approaching jointly. It's you, yes, right? And everything that is love and light and true. You are approaching jointly with the cosmos that wishes and wants to help you. Your cosmic sage or your true self is inside of you if you allow it, if you access it, as well as the cosmic sage of the cosmos, which we would call prime creator or organic infinite intelligence. The answers are always there and the support is always there. And now it is time more than ever to welcome that support and welcome that help rather than view good and bad, you know, past and future, how, logic, all these things of strategies, strategy, 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 fine. The right strategy aligns with your inner self and the cosmic support, which brings in what? Synchronicity. Then it brings in what? Divine design, your quantum design, your cosmic human design, which again, we encourage you to go to, to find your chart, cosmichumandesign.com and adjust for UTC time. But we want to know our unique imprint, our unique pattern, our soul or spirit, I call it vibration, right? The sound wave of you and its unique patterning is expressed on that paper or that image in a light form that is a manual to you. It is who you are, a map to where you may go as you elevate virtuous things of 5D quality, 5D quality thinking, 5D quality interaction, 5D quality harmony, positive language. Remember the false use of language, the false use of time is some of our biggest quarantines, right? And what it does is it helps you break free into the what? The 360, the quantum reality, the Torah, the, you know, toroidal field. We have been locked in a box due to false use language and time. Let's call it a cube. Look at, look at all your buildings. It's cubed. And there's only relatively how far you can go when you're in that matrix. We want to move into the cosmic sphere. Yes, this cosmic sphere of interaction and possibility and potential. And your unique 64 digit, right? 64 code. Think about technology, 64 bits, right? Based on binary comes from organic in all that technology inevitably and that's what you are the 64 unique um bit combination of what masculine and feminine and that is your unique signature which will show you and help you remind you of your real self so check out your cosmic human design and on a cosmic scale forget the, what makes us separate what makes us all one is that fact and then the fact that your attention and your intention and your inspired actions and intuitive actions combined with cosmic harmony can move you into the field of synchronicity, elevate and ascend. And this is where we want to be. And remember all the help that is available when you quit the ego attention. It's there. It's there working with you on an atomic level. On a quantum level into the atomic level, that's the support you have that you can ask for. And even us truthers, all the time, we want to remember that because it's waiting and it's equal. This is the last thing I'll say today. 
Inevitably, it's all equal. It's not better. There is nothing better or higher that's saving you. There's also nothing better and higher that you need to you know, look at that way. Because anything that is true love and light or of that essence isn't going to help someone that thinks that that's better than them because that's ego itself, right? They're not better. It's unique. It has its unique abilities. Everything does. Inequality. When recognized, when appreciated, when attention is on it, and when synergy is present, and we all can do amazing things, and we are the human beings that get to play this story and get to play central role in this wonderful aspect of the ascension that we are now in, and you will continue to wake up more and more, as will I. I can't even imagine where we'll be a year from now in our consciousness first, as well as in the systems and the way in which we see the appearance of the world we live in. And that is your manifestation moment for today. Wonderful stuff there, Jaron. That's that's very very high intelligent stuff there, and uh, a lot of a lot of great things are coming from that information uh, down the road here. So, uh, very cool, very cool. I'm very uh, proud to have you as my partner, Jaron. <laughs> uh, Victoria, we had a uh, a question from ah, someone yes. out there. You have it available. Uh, give me a second. Yeah, okay. have to get back to. Um, all right, I gotta find it. I had it and then, oh. So to go back to um, one thing that Emily said, how do we align with things, people, and stay centered in ourselves? Seems like an oxymoron. Okay, well, talking about aligning with people, right? And then also aligning with ourselves and in, in discernment and stuff like that. So, um, you know, Emily, I'll, I'll let you let you do this in a second. I just want to kind of set it up here. Um, you know, when we talk about you know our inner understanding of self, I always look at uh, the idea of Bruce Lee, the Jeet Kwan Do, right? He took things from everywhere and made it his own, right? He made him himself his own religion, so to speak, right? That's what he believed in. So it's taking bits and pieces from places that resonate with you to create who you truly and uniquely are. There's nobody like you on earth. So that's my little answer there. Uh, Emily, you want to take it away? I love that. Um, and I think that is really the spirit of when Michelle and I were talking about how we do our research or find our intel, that's what we're doing, right? We're not sitting here going, I have a preconceived notion because I follow these five people and they've all said this. And therefore, if I don't align with what they say, maybe am I, am I wrong? But that's not how we do our work. Um, so we stay almost in a little, a little bubble. We're in our own silo. We do all the stuff ourselves and then we put out there what we resonate with. And then other people can find us if they resonate with that. Um, so in that spirit, I think one of the most important things that people need to keep in mind is that there's no race to get to the answer. And so many people, because they're FOMOing in, which is the fear of missing out, they feel like if they don't get the answer now, then their, their life is over. They made the wrong investment. They followed the wrong person. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter because the time is the time when it's right for you. 
not right for somebody else. And it goes back to when, you know, Jaron and I and other people we have discussed about quantum entanglement. When the information is meant to find you, it's going to find its way to you. So take the time to relax, get centered, focus on, you know, what information is it that you, you want to go and find and seek out what resonates with you, right? So it's like, you can do some work to figure out, you know, who is saying what, who is not saying what, how did that story get twisted and manipulated the way through? That information is out there if you look. And then the other part is going to be, well, based on what people are saying, does that resonate with me? Or is what they're saying even more manipulation on top of that? Nobody can answer that but you. That's why you have to be very patient with yourself and wait until you arrive at the answer when that answer is ready for you to find it. Yeah, great stuff there. Uh, Michelle, let's get into the quantum world a little bit. And, you know, when we look at the future of, you know, society and we talk about, you know, different types of, I guess they call them smart cities, freedom cities, uh, different kinds of quantum technology that are out there. People are a little afraid of it, certainly. They have like their their, their reservations of it because of the fear mongering and, and uh, you know, talking about the black hat agenda and the 2030s and blah, blah, blah. Um, but there's some amazing things coming our way. And if we have an open mind to it, it can really improve our lives and stuff. Michelle, what are you seeing in the quantum world? I totally agree that uh, the technology is not what the problem is. It's who's going to be in control of it. Mm. And so part of the delays with us seeing what we want to see, if you like, in the world is because in the background, the military worldwide are putting together this Starlink structure and the countries all around the world have to be signed into a certain type of peace treaty or a protocol where they agree to keep peace with their citizens first and foremost, but also peace with other countries. Otherwise, they can't be part of the Starlink infrastructure. And so part of what the delay is right now and why we're seeing all these distractions that everybody's been talking about, it's because the software which is going to run all of these, these, these things that, that they're signing protocols for is called Web 5, Web 7. In fact, it's probably higher than that now. It's probably Web 9, Stroke 12 or something like that because it's changing all the time. But in the background, there's a software being written by many different types of organizations which the military are trying to piece together. And they're trying to piece it together like that so that it's not one system that can be hacked so Emily said something interesting earlier about the fact PSYOPs are multi-layered. And this technology is multi-layered. It's multi-layered in its programming, which I, I don't know how to explain it in any other way but like that because I, I don't really understand the programming side. But when I speak to people that understand it and who are involved with it, um, the part, the, the point is that they're trying to create lots of different parts to it that then fit together so that you can hack one part of it and affect the whole thing. So part of the delays with the quantum is getting that right. And when that is finally all done and everybody's signed in, then the military guardians and the organizations that made those pieces will then oversee how it runs. 
And if any of the countries don't act within the treaty that they signed, i.e. they start to control their citizens or they start to try and make war with another country, then the system will lock it out, will lock them out. Now, when the system is running your banking and your internet and your military capacity, you're not going to be wanting to be locked out. So this is the way in the future that you keep everybody committed to a world of peace and to not controlling its citizens. Then at the lower level, you've got us with our devolved computers and laptops or whatever equipment we have at that time. And you have the middle layers, which have all been corrupt, gone. So you and me in our local community at this level, we'll be talking and voting again for policy directly to that Starlink structure. There won't be all these layers of corrupt politicians in between what we want and the top system. And that's how you're gonna keep it safe and fair for everybody but it's, it's not available really yet. It's, it's really still in its designed stage. There's still a lot of testing going on. And when you hear about um, blockchain and Web3, essentially that won't exist in the future. That's just to keep everybody distracted at the moment with something so that they're getting used to the idea of how it's going to look. But in the longer term, you've got a system which is is like supreme to that completely supreme to that wow great stuff there and uh i did have a little bit of a, a tweet here i wanted to show everybody so let me make sure i can do this right without mm-hmm. screwing something up okay so it said uh nasa warns of internet ac- apocalypse that would disable internet for months and uh and then elon responds here says having starlink even as a backup would be wise. So pretty interesting. He actually replied to this tweet. I mean, you know, I don't know that we're going to go through an internet apocalypse, but it would be an interesting world for a while, a couple of months without internet. Boy, would that change the way we live a little bit, huh? (laughs) Uh, Emily, your response with the quantum stuff and, and all that stuff. I, I love when Michelle goes first because I know that she hasn't studied the technology, but what she says absolutely resonates with the information that I do find. Um, and for the record, you know, this is a live call and Michelle and I did not collaborate in the background before <laughs> this call. This is how naturally it comes out. Um, so Starlink and also something called Protocol 20 that we've been talking about, which is the quantum matrix that's being put together in the background. That is the infrastructure, and that's what, when Michelle was referring to, that everything has to be agreed upon in the background. That's why, as an example, STIA, which the Stellar Project Integrity Audit, um, who's being, you know, headed by somebody called uh, Ralph on Telegram, uh, sorry, Noah on Telegram, but his real name is Ralph Amars. Um, he's literally gone all over the world, talked to every single central bank and the banks between him and his team. And they've signed on all the banks to come into the stellar ecosystem because eventually all the banks have to topple. And so what they're doing is they're tokenizing that physical structure of a bank. They're making it a token on the blockchain so that it's going to be able to drive the money like how it is now, but without people pushing the actual button. It's going to be driven through something called smart contract which is just programming language, very sophisticated programming language. Um, so when all the world, 
well, all the banks already signed on last year, but when it's more than just banks and you have the companies involved and the governments involved and all the infrastructure rails that kind of connect and bridge everything together involved, that's that ecosystem that Michelle's referring to. And yes, it is being built lifetime right now. Um, and one thing that's really cool is we just recently in the last couple of days in QSI have made posts on um, something called SEP40, which is a stellar ecosystem protocol number 40 now. It's not live yet. It's still in draft phases. And I think, um, well, jokingly with QSI, I say that, you know, all these flutters are coming out and distracting because they're trying to prevent me from sharing this kind of information. Because when you actually go and read my posts, which I've nicknamed the French onion soup of Stellar, um, you'll see that this is literally what the um, let's call it like the the death blow to to the deep state. And what the White Hats have done is they've used the actual deep state programmers to write out this protocol that's going to govern not just Stellar, but the entire world and then eventually intergalactic as well. And they're so they're forcing the bad guys to write the good things in while simultaneously exposing what all the bad people have been doing. And then they're going to go and they're going to codify it afterwards. So when you put, you know, set 40 in place and then it goes into effect, it becomes an active protocol. That's part of the bigger matrix that we're looking for. So everything like, you know, what Michelle was saying, it is under beta testing. And I can confirm with my military contacts that they're not just beta testing it, but they're doing live what's called penetration tests. So penetration tests in um, in the uh, the technology world is when you have, okay, I'm not just testing to see if something works now. I'm actually twisting it around and say, I believe the system you know, works pretty well. I'm now trying to see if we can break the system. So can we overflow the system? Can we hack the system? Where are all the loopholes and all the back doors that still exist? That's what penetration test is right now. And that's literally the phase we're seeing play out in the Stellar ecosystem. And so um, my friend Ben, who's part of, well, he leads Stellar Russia, which is the Russian military on blockchain. He calls it sticks and wheels. We're putting sticks and wheels in the Kazarian's plans right now. And we're seeing how they react to things before we put more sticks and wheels, right? So they're basically driving them into a corner by putting all these obstacles in place to see what direction they're gonna scurry over, which again, guys, is the art of war strategy. Um, and then when Michelle was talking about, you know, up here you have the governance and then down here it's decentralized, that is stellar. We've talked about how at the quantum level, you're gonna have quantum governance. That's your centralized system. Right? It's the quantum computers, it's the global military alliance, it's the intergalactics, they're all involved. But on the on the ground level where you know people reside, we're going to be in the decentralized ecosystem where you don't have all the stop gaps because all the regulation has already been put in place. So you know what works, what doesn't work, and what would be deemed criminal activity. And just like what Michelle was saying, if you're deemed to be a criminal and you're behaving in such and such manner, they can, because of the quantum governance, freeze your account out while the rest of the ecosystem is still working. So your block, so to speak, and all of the chain is frozen, but the rest of it is still functional. And I totally agree that you know blockchain eventually, the concept of it will go away because when we have quantum computing involved, which is where we're going to, it's all going to be within your mind telepathically 
you can actually connect and speak and transact with other people. But we as humanity are not sophisticated enough for that yet. So we're being put on training wheels and the training wheel is what's known as a blockchain system right now. Wow. Wow. Lots of information there, everybody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we talk about um, who's behind all this stuff, who is really the brains behind a lot of this? Because this sounds like a, a plan from a, a long time ago that's that's been revving up. Uh, we've heard a lot of names out there like Edward Snowden and like, you know, of course, Elon and like, you know, even the Trump, you know, maybe Donald Trump somewhere is involved in this and. Is it a lot of no-name people and military people, or is it actually people we we may have heard their names before and uh, may see them involved in this? Uh, Michelle, what's your best answer at, at at a guess on who's kind of you know in, in, intertwined in all this plan? Well, with the contacts that I have that are involved in developing it, um, I think it's a combination of all of those things. I think it's private organizations, it's military, and um, it's some of those top names that you mentioned. So Snowden, McAfee, Assange. People think Assange is sitting in a in a jail in London, and uh, no, he's not. <laughs> you know, he's he's been working on this quantum system in the background. So I think it, it's a little bit of everything, to be to be honest. Yeah, that's interesting. And uh, Emily, you have any more to say on that? Yeah, I mean, Stellar is definitely intrinsically involved in this because they have to build out the ecosystem because everything's coming onto the Stellar blockchain. Um, so I would also add in um, Jen McCaleb and Joyce Kim, who are the, the co-founders. Many people don't know that Stellar has a second co-founder and that her name is Joyce Kim and she's brilliant. Um, and so when you add the two together, they are, in my opinion, some of the, the, the biggest geniuses on the planet and the best part about it is just like with the whole art of war, they hide in the background where people don't really know that they're sitting there, you know, watching, um, managing, kind of pushing people to where, where they need to go because people are so distracted. Again, they think that you're only um, actively working on it if you're in the spotlight, hmm. right? Everyone's like, where did the Trump go? Is Trump just on vacation? No, guys, Trump is still very much there. But the more quiet and the more in the background somebody is, that's when you can actually do the real work. Yeah. If you're always in the limelight, there's there's too much publicity going around that how can you be secretive in this military operation? Um, and then Michelle talked about a lot of organizations. We are working, QSI is working with many of these organizations building the infrastructure up behind the scenes. And yes, some of them are civilian and some of them are military. And it's all around the world. It's not like it's just one or two countries taking on the brunt of the work. Literally, we've worked with almost every single country, and every week, more countries become involved in actually um, joining the blockchain ecosystem and putting out. So, as an example, between um, you know technologies that they're releasing or companies that you can buy into with all of their AIML patents being run in the background, there are all these commodities and metals getting tokenized. Right, Michelle and I had done a, a great call on that one about a month or so ago. All the commodities in the world and all the metals in the world must be tokenized. And that's literally what we've been launching for uh, the last, like, I don't know, eight months or nine months or something like that on QSI, because the developers are choosing to work with us, not because I called them and say, hey, we want to work with you, but because they choose to find select people. It's kind of like, you know, Michelle has this gift where she can channel whoever it is that she's channeling 
all these people could do it if they want to, but you have to really know how to do it. And then you have to be accurate on it. And that's why they choose to work with Michelle. So I didn't ask them say, hey, I volunteer to work with you. They were scanning around all of the different social media platforms. And I didn't even know that they knew about me months before they ever contacted me. I just had that confirmed about two weeks ago. So they monitor everything. They watch everybody. They see who's putting out information. And then they go, okay, I think we can work with A, B, and C people because of what they have a track record of doing. That way, when we bring information to them, we know they're not going to manipulate it. They're not going to distort it because they've already been doing this for so long. Yeah, great stuff there. Um, and then, you know, when we talk about, you know, not just the quantum financial system, but the, all things quantum, like the, the technologies of like, you know, being able to heal, right? And, and these machines that are amazing, these med beds we've heard about, um, the future of, of automobiles, the future of just overall energy, right? Delivery of energy to your house and to the cities and all that. Can you talk a little bit about like what a smart city or a future city would look like? And, and is there one in development right now? Uh, you want to start, Emily? Oh, gosh, um, sure. So I'm just going to rattle off a whole bunch of token names because at this point, we've probably launched like at least 50 um, stellar tokens that would fit within any number of categories within this quantum matrix. So I'll give more like a, here's a category and here's a whole bunch of assets and um, and and they're all gonna work and flow together. And oh, I feel like Michelle, you and I need to do another call focusing on just this, um, but so, okay. If you talk about first quantum healing, quantum energy, off the top of my head, I'm thinking Neuralink, which is good, guys. It's not bad because this is not the World Economic Forum version of Neuralink. There's actually already been many articles proving that Neuralink can cure so many diseases and neurological diseases. Um, you know, so anything from like PTSD all the way up to dementia, Alzheimer's, um, stuff like that, right? There's another group called Ping An, which is a Chinese insurance company who's used um, AIML programming to really solve a lot of issues in the insurance industry. But there's another component, um, a technology they use called the Atom technology developed by Deloitte and Touche. And they can do, um, there was another article that came out a couple of days ago. I, uh, I know Insider Paper posted it, but I'm sure uh, a couple of people have posted it by now. But it's talking about how AIML um, can diagnostically be way more accurate than doctors, which we know doctors are rubbish anyways. So it's just more proof that doctors will be going away. You have Project Eider, which is a big um, you know, nuclear project. You've got Rosatom, which is another big one. Rostec, which is Russian technology. Um, it's one of the biggest technology companies in the whole world. Uh, President Putin actually started it. And they supply the technology in the nuclear fuel and other kinds of goods all around the world, over 100 countries use this Russian technology as their source. Um, you have humanitarian tokens, reconstruction tokens like China Desert, CDP, um, the, what is CSCEC, it's like a Chinese construction company. You got the um, SCO, which is the Shanghai Cooperative Organization. You have their exchange. You have the Silk, which is the Silk Road uh, one Belt, One Road initiative by President Xi Jinping. You have New Development Bank, which is known as the BRICS Development Bank. Then you got Smart Cities that you were asking about, Greg, Protocol 20. Um, we talked about, I don't know, probably like 20 assets last year, anywhere from um, Amala to, um, you know, KSP King Salmon Park in, in SAV um, uh, 2020. But then recently, you even have things like um, Mercury, 
we just tokenized. It's still live right now, or is it? I think it's, I think it's still live right now, but it's going to be closed, I think, today or tomorrow. Um, but Mercury, guys, is actually really good for anti-gravity. Um, so, you know, obviously that's going to be really, really big for when we change from driving cars into flying cars. I think it's also anti-reflective as well and something else I can't remember off the top of my head. You've got tin. We need tin for all the, the robots that are going to be being built in the future. So you have like, you know, robots to do your dishes and, and robots <laughs> to do, um, you know, yeah, I was gonna say the Jetson. food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just so much, right? And then you've got uh, Walmart's getting automated, Amazon, Google, all the big companies out there. Um, everything's getting automated. All their technology is getting put onto AIML programming, which is coming into the blockchain. So you you can remove all the people from having to work at the corrupt companies, but still use the infrastructure, the brand name, the resources, the money behind that to implement this quantum protocol. And then Greg, you mentioned all the cars. We have oodles for anywhere from Tesla down to Rivian, Neo, Polestar. I think there might be another one coming soon too. These are all... Um, electric vehicle companies they're going to be soon moving into hydrogen vehicles we've talked about that before um i can go on and on i, I have like so many names stuck in my head right now but i want to let michelle speak as well because all these assets are listed in qsi so i don't want to like you know tell 200 different names at this point but yep. you can see the, the ecosystems coming together the assets are being released and you can go and you can research these companies um in, in almost any direction, you'll probably find at least five to 20 assets that support that. Yeah, Michelle, so, uh, your take on uh, on smart cities and, and, and the quantum. So I obviously don't know the technologies that uh, Emily's just been talking about, but over the three years when they've been channeling to me about these quantum cities, they've been saying that any towers like 5G or anything that we've been afraid of will be um, turned into like Tesla healing towers and that the cities will run on these good vibrations, these good frequencies. Um, and so things like Rife, Tesla, Scalar, they'll be used within the quantum cities to help people heal and to raise vibration. So that's something they've, they've said to me consistently. They've also explained that on the ground, the housing will be able to talk to each other. So in the sense of, let's say you've got elderly people at home and you're constantly worried they're going to fall or get sick or their blood pressure is going to go down. These houses will be able to monitor you and your health. And you'll be able to say to the house, you know, there's an elderly person lives in this house with this condition. And so it will know to monitor, you know, perhaps if they're prone to you know low blood pressure and having fainting and hitting their head falling and hitting their head the house will know and it will be able to to detect when that's going to happen and it will be able to alert whoever you tell it to alert so it could it, it will have the ambulance on its way already or if it's not an emergency it will alert whoever is on the the call list you know whether that's a neighbor or a family or somebody like that so these smart homes will be more designed and programmed to, to the person living inside it on a health level. So who's to say that there couldn't be frequency within your house already built in? That's something else they've always said to me. They also said that they're developing like pain-free um, 
dentistry and midwifery, you know, giving birth will be pain-free. They've talked a lot about the flying cars to me. So I don't know the patents behind it or any of the technologies, but they've talked about that for a long time. And they've also explained to me that on an international level, we will be able to just travel freely. We won't need to go through all this airport control because the new systems probably, and I don't again don't know the background technologies, but they've explained it to me that your retina identification um, and certain other biometrics will mean that you can just get on a plane. You don't have to go through all that security system anymore. You'll just be able to freely go anywhere in the world. Unless, of course, you're a criminal and then and then the system will detect you and shut you down. Um, so that's another benefit to having these quantum type systems is that you're not at LAX for like three hours taking off your shoes. And <laughs> anyone who's been through LAX, it's a whole a whole thing. Right. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, there's a lot of things that they tell me about the the quantum cities that are for good and of course trump calls them freedom cities not smart cities which again is a very clever way um for him to ease people's concerns about it yeah that's great stuff there and uh i had a little picture here of i saw uh that said the sheeple aren't ready yet um for this discussion so right here is inside of a uh you know a circuit board right at this design and then you see uh, all across the world in these huge castles with these antennas on them have these type of circuit boards so i think we've had these type of technologies before they took it away from us right and and you know if you look back at the mud flood theories and all those things you'll see a lot of things that have uh, been taken away from us and we're kind of revisiting them and bringing our own uh, newer technologies into them. So this isn't something new for humanity, but it's it's a necessity for us to get back to this, this type of living. And, you know, if people are worried about um, the ability, oh, we're losing our jobs, like robots are going to take over. What's your answer to that, Emily? Uh, what's going to happen? Oh, well, that's exciting. Um, but I want to respond to what Michelle was saying a second ago as well. So um, when it comes to like Tesla healing towers and everything, we've been posting a lot about this last year because there will, I've been theorizing about this for a couple of years now, but last year I got my first great confirmation about it. Um, I think most people have heard of something called Project Bluebeam. And all of us probably know Bluebeam as very bad, evil technology. Well, again, guys, the White Hats have captured it. They're in control of it. And I'm going to read um, a conversation that I had with, her name is Paula Navares. She is uh, the representative from the United Nations that we were working with on the Stellar blockchain. So this conversation is from September of last year. And I said, um, I said, I have another theory. If you can confirm or deny, please. I believe 5G towers have been converted into Tesla healing towers healing towers to do basic mind and body healing since last year, meaning 2021. There have been lots of reports from people all over the world getting better without doctors, without medicine. Um, and I wonder, has this been blue beam healing technology? And she says, unfortunately, I cannot give you a completely affirmative answer, but I can tell you you're thinking in the right direction. And I said, thank you. Um, technically, we could combine all together Project Bluebeam, Tesla Healing Towers, ley lines, especially the unleashed ley lines, 
And that combined would most likely heal all non-life-threatening issues instantly. And she says that would be a good solution. So guys, clearly the White House have been thinking about how do you combine various technologies for quite some time, and they've been testing beta testing in the background without telling people to see what the response has been. And that's why we're suddenly getting miraculous healing, um, you know, through whether it's like because they're going through the ascension process or because Bluebeam is zapping them, healing them, it's still solving the same problems, guys. Um, so that's the first thing. And then we talk about like the smart homes that Michelle was referring to. That'll be not just, but a combination of that atom technology I spoke about a second ago, created by Deloitte. And um, so Deloitte is one of the biggest partners of Stellar. Another really massive important partner is IBM Hyperledger. When you combine those two together, that kind of forms the baseline structure of so much quantum technology out there, including those tokens like Ping An and CDP that I, I uh, rattled off a couple minutes ago. Um, but CDP stands for con um, Customer Data Pro. Uh, I think it's protocol or platform, I can't remember. And you're basically combining like everybody's customer profile onto one centralized database. That way, you know, the systems will know what your preferences are um, and how that can be applied is like what Michelle was saying in that smart home, my profile would be different from Jaren's profile, even if we were sitting in the same room. In the system, because it's quantum, they can, can they can detect that Jaren is sick or that I've fallen. And so certain measurement, uh, certain protocols need to be taken care of because it's two different people with two different profiles. So these are just like little examples of what we're seeing built out um, and what will be coming in the future. And then Michelle also talked about free travel without restrictions and security kind of protocols. Guys, that's literally what KYC AML is. Remember that stands for Know Your Customer Anti-Money Laundering. So the White Hats have been extremely busy connecting the entire world's government databases, updating them to take care of all the, the dead people, <laughs> the false identities. And they're linking the, uh, let's call it the 3D world, like your, your banking um, profiles with your government IDs, with the blockchain IDs. So every touch point that a person can have is all linked together. And then you, you merge that with in a secured fashion with a CDP, with your customer profile. And that's how you know who everybody is. And you can figure out very quickly who's you know, a bad criminal and who's non-threatening. And that's how you can lock out certain people's account or for the most part, just let people go free and easy because it's all being tracked. Um, so I can, I can give, well, actually Michelle could probably also confirm this too with her international travel. But as people in QSI know, I've been traveling internationally for the last year, multiple times every couple months. And every time I come back into America, when you go through customs, there's literally no more customs process. There's no form to fill. You do not present your password, uh, password, passport. You do not present your passport, nothing. You don't have to do, you know, pay and go through clear or, or anything like that. You literally, you just walk through those, um, like little, you know, gates or what, what do you call them? Like little box, like kiosks or whatever, like little desks that you walk through where the TSA agent is standing there. They literally just go, hi, welcome back home. And you just walk through. There's no more security because the security has already gone onto the blockchain. They've already been testing this for a long time. So it's just more evidence of what Michelle's channeling really exists. It's already there, guys. Um, so 
And now I've gone on such a long tangent. I forgot what your question was. <laughs> well, if it, you know, with people saying like, um, oh, you know, they're going to automate everything. There's going to be no more jobs left. What, what, yes. are, what are people going to be doing here? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so I know we've been talking about this quite a bit on the Rise show and also um, separately in QSI as well. But guys, if you have... If your needs are being taken care of, you don't have to worry about your, your health anymore because of the med bed technology and other kind of healing technologies. And your finances are all set because your debt is being erased and you're getting, you know, temporarily UBIs to help you in the transition phase. And then you have the um, just the dialing back of, you know, what everything's going to cost is going to get minimized because you don't have all the crazy logistics and the, the money grabbing people in the middle. Right. The prices will drop dramatically and then you have real money backed by real assets. Your life will change dramatically. So I personally believe that as all of these things are getting replaced, like all these jobs are getting replaced by um, whether they're actual robots or because of automation through the blockchain, it doesn't matter. What it's going to do is it's going to help unleash human potential because most people have a dream and their dream is not to go to the office and work, you know, 40, 80, 120 hours a week, like some of us, their dream is to go and pursue whatever their passion is, whether it's, you know, helping other people, whether it's something in the arts or sports or whatever it is, that's truly what people want to do if they were given the chance, right? If you have time freedom and money freedom, most people would choose to do something like that. And that's literally the second chance that the white hats are being, um, are, are giving to us in the near future. So if you want to go and find a job because you you know you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to go and you want to volunteer or work for another company because you love their mission, you can. And you don't have to be worried about, do I have the right qualifications or do I have the right resume? Do I know the right people? Are they going to pay me the right salary or the right benefits? You won't be trapped by conventional 3D thinking. You're going to go and say, okay, what are the skill sets that I can go and learn so I can be a part of your mission? Or what are the skill sets I need to learn so I can create my own mission? And again, guys, because of how Bluebeam is going to be reprogrammed, that's going to help with the future of quantum education as well. Wow. Michelle, you want to finish off? I was just going to say that um, an article in The Guardian in the UK came out on the 4th of June. Um, I don't know if you guys can see that, but they're trialing. Now, let me just get to the... Uh, to, over the top of your face, kind of. <laughs> the other way, the other way. There you go. Oh, that's it. It's all back to front. Okay, so they're trialing a UBI, a universal basic income. Um, it's going to run for two years, and the headline says that the participants will be monitored to see what effect it has on their mental and physical health. So that was in The Guardian on the 4th of June, if people want to go and look that article up in the UK. Um, and I have seen it being trialled also in Wales. I think that was in 2021-22. And I agree with everything that um, Emily was saying about the UBIs, that they, not to be confused with a UTI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we certainly don't, don't want yeah. one of those. No. Um, but the... The UBIs, um, I, I think, are again, are a tool for freedom, not control, as some people have been sort of putting out there as a fear strategy. 
Yeah, there, it's not communism, it's freedom. And and I love how Michelle said that because people do get it confused. Communism would be if that's what you rely on and that's the only thing you'll ever get in the future. No, this UBI is a supplement and it, from my understanding, it's a temporary supplement because as all the systems are changing, you may need some of that support before you're, uh, let's call it fully functioning in this new quantum reality. But then eventually it'll go away. Yeah, so. great, great stuff, great stuff. Um, we're gonna, I, we're gonna go into overtime here, yeah, uh, but I wanted to keep that conversation going because I thought that was really, really important information and it was flowing really well. So, um, we're gonna go into the Greg Schumacher experience, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about teamwork. We're gonna touch on teamwork, and then we're gonna go into the sunshine news. So, all right, here we go, Greg Schumacher experience. The Greg Schumacher In 2012, one of the most anticipated movies with the biggest opening of all time came out. It was called The Avengers. On Rise TV, we refer to The Avengers a lot because we believe that the, the way we are awakening on this earth at this present time, we are unlocking our superpowers and that through the process of seeing the cream of the crop rise, we then start finding the Avengers across the planet that can help in their own superpower ways of doing amazing things for humanity. Let's take a look at the Avengers. You were made to be ruled. In the end, Will be every man for himself. What do we do? We get ready. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people. So when we needed them, they could fight the battles that we never could. Gentlemen, what are you prepared to do? No offense, but I don't play well with others. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that away, what are you? A genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. <laughs> can't protect the Earth. You can be damn sure we'll avenge it. So as you can see here, uh, they took a long time to build to the Avengers. They brought out a lot of different movies um, in order to build to the team coming together. You think about it and, you know, as uh, people who are unlocking their potential superpowers, their I3 superpowers, imagination, inspiration, and intuition, to have the interstellar explosion and to realize that they are unique and they find that Iron Man, they find that Thor, they find that 
you know, person that is inside of them, that is uniquely them as a superhero, when they unlock that, uh, they start to understand themselves. But we are all limited. We're not perfect. None of the, the, the heroes here are perfect. And nor are we. And together, we become the amazing Avengers. Together, we bring our powers together. And this goes for humanity in general. You know, tribal times is the amazing way we used to uh, be able to uh, come together and, and make our lives easier because each one of us is using our unique skills, whether it's hunting, whether it's cooking, whether it's doing some kind of task with clothing, uh, weaponry, all those type of things, everybody had their skills. But see, we've come to the entrepreneur world where we all wanna wear, we don't want to, but we are required to wear all the hats. That's the way society has kind of uh, came out to the world now, uh, where we are responsible for all of our hats, right? We're supposed to cook, clean, uh, raise the kids, go to work, uh, wash the car, do the yard work, you know, all these things. And yes, sometimes we are a good team in a marriage or uh, in, in like a, a house where we all live together. But in, for the most part, we're responsible for all of it. You know, look at if you're an entrepreneur and you're running your own business, how many things you are responsible for. So I believe Rise, Team Rise believes that the future is unlocking our superpowers, coming together as a community, the family of light, and understanding our mission through humanity, through helping humanity, through building brand new, amazing places to live and easier ways to live under our sovereignty. And that's really where we're going with this Avengers movie. I really believe that it was the biggest selling movie because number one, subconsciously, we all know that we have superpowers. We all know that we are unique beings and we just have to unlock it. And then number two, it is attractive to see community coming together, different personalities coming together to defeat an enemy. That's an amazing place for our imaginations to go, for our intuition to go, for our imagination to go, because it is part of us. We are meant to be community. We are meant to help one another. We are meant to help humanity. And this is all part of our beautiful nature inside. Again, we have been programmed, we have been loop patterned, we have been brainwashed to believe that we are supposed to be these individual people that uh, you know, you live our individual lives, wear all the hats, do everything, uh, are responsible for everything. And um, we play victims, we play all of these different roles uh, where we you know, are, are struggling, where we are stressed out, where we don't have enough time, where we don't understand how to do things, where a task that would take our, our friend, um, you know, maybe five minutes takes us five hours because we don't know how to do it. We're not gifted at that. And maybe we have something that takes us five minutes. It takes them five hours. And that's where the exchange program is supposed to be happening. So in this movie, I also want to show you a scene with Loki talking to humanity. And I want you to show you uh, just how interesting that is. 
compared to how we live now. Let's take a look. I said... not this simpler? Is this not your natural state? It's the unspoken truth of humanity that you crave subjugation. So Loki there is telling humanity how to live, how they, how, what, what it was supposed to be. They're supposed to be ruled, right? That, that's what you are meant to be, meant to do. And, you know, people stand up to that, but not many. A lot of them knelt down and just listened out of fear, right? Out of uncertainty, out of doubt. Because we are designed that way. We, we are not um, from birth taught our powers. We're not taught that we're a community, that we will come together, that we're not going to allow people to do this to us. There is a lot more of us and a lot less of those people in power that abuse that power. But because they abuse the power and were programmed to kneel to that power, to uh, not argue with that power, to fear that power, because what if? What if they take away this or take away that or, you know, put us in jail or something like that? This new future. Where we are going, it's going to be a call to the Avengers. Not everybody is going to be ready to be an Avenger. Actually, in fact, not many are going to be ready to be an Avenger in this new journey to the uh, uh, age of, uh, of Aquarius. But the few that are ready are going to come together and are going to help humanity bring this community feeling bring protection, bring the, the idea of less fear and more empowerment. And this is where we're headed with the Avengers. All right, everybody. If you haven't seen the Avengers, which I hope you have, go watch the Avengers and take the perspective that I'm taking and feel the power of the Avengers coming together. All uniquely skilled. Don't see eye to eye all the time. And that's okay. Remember, that's okay. They tell you that's not okay. It's okay. It's all part of the greater plan. Everybody is skilled at something. And just because I don't see everything the way you do does not mean we can't be an amazing team together. Remember that. That is a very important lesson in this movie. All right, everybody. This was Rise Studio G bringing you the Greg Schumacher experience. All right, we are back. Uh, uh, Jerry. All right, Greg, you're going to you're going to have to let me respond to your Okay, go go for it. I know, like you do ours sometimes. <laughs> He's trying. Greg's trying to blow me up over here by putting this segment up today. I love that. Um, hold this energy. It's in. all about you. Jared. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So you know, for me, when we put that 
phrase family of light up there, you've seen it all over, right? We, we look to make it a real thing. Okay. It's real. And the same thing with this Avenger quality of those that are choosing to, to participate and evolve themselves to get to this level, which isn't better or worse. It's just the journey you're on and how willing and how far you're to go. When I think of the soul family of light, which is what I used to call it, you know, I, I decided, okay, I'm going to program my life. My life, I'm going to program constantly so that I can live my dreams, like Emily said, passion, dreams. What is my purpose? Living in that. Creative expression effortlessly flows through me in divinely guided ways, which heals, inspires, transforms, and awakens billions of people on planet Earth to their truth as conscious co-creators. I'm teaching and supporting children all over this world, helping them to remain free, innocent, pure, and individual. I'm teaching all the principles of the universe, and I'm inspiring billions to believe in and to achieve their dreams to live an infinite life. All by living by my divine example, with who? The soul family of light, where we share and complement our unique God-given talents, skills, creativity, resources, pure love energy, as we co-create world-transcending ideas and life solutions, which bring truth and, and empowerment to humanity, cleanse and balance our Mother Earth, and usher in a global collective consciousness of unity, love, and oneness. So I share this because that's who I am. That's who I'm connected to, right? And then what next? I'm an instantaneous catalyst. Right? With who? The highest love and light beings on this planet to immediately bring out world transcending and brilliant music, art, science, technology, renewable energy, finances, blah, 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 blah. I say all this not to brag. I say all this because that's what it lights up in me when Greg does this segment because I'm following my path for it through 12 years of work, 12 years of time and energy and willingness to put nothing first other than this, nothing but my dream, nothing but my purpose, nothing but my passion. And all that being said, having no idea how it's gonna happen and making tons of mistakes and learning tons of lessons and getting lost many, many times. Those may sound like grandiose ideas and sound egoic, that's okay for you. For me, they're not. For me, I know I have to be inside to become that. I have to embrace this. I have to walk my path in this, which we all are doing. So everybody that's on this call today and what Greg is representing, all of you have in your own way. And if you haven't started to program your life the way you want it to be, then start. Many of you are well on this journey. Many of you have been planning this journey forever, but you're just not really stepping onto the field. You're watching it. So it's like you're at a sport and you're just watching it in the stands. Get in the Super Bowl of your life and then align to your tribe, whatever that may be. And allow it. And when your inner body says yes and your experience says yes, you go all in in these tribal aspects of the new earth isn't just individual. I get by. It's not even just collective. Oh, we're all here. No, it's where is my flock and how are we functioning and what are we bringing out and who am I in it? And then your cosmic design is just one lens of helping people be who they are and helping you understand the relative trajectory and the way that someone else works. So I say this in future prophecy of what we'll see will be three, four, five years from now, which I don't even care as the world, just where will I be in it? And I say this in the question of where will you be in your path? And are you willing to walk it with those that you resonate with? That also, like Greg, I'll finish here. There, it doesn't mean we uh, agree with the same things. It also doesn't mean we have the same, don't have the same skill sets. I could never do what Greg does. I could never do what Michelle does. 
I could never do what Emily does, Miss World News Reporter over there. Like, I have no idea. I only do what I do. But what do you do? Who is it that you are? And who is it you wish to be around and walk in that path? Very powerful, Jaron. Uh, yeah, Michelle, you're, uh, I know you said you, you work a lot of on your own, but you, ha- you seem to have a team spiritually around you, right? That maybe it's not on, that is in the unseen, but also what do you, what do you think about, you know, the synergy of groups coming together of people with, with unique skills? So I think that my group is, when I say I don't work with people generally, I do obviously work with some people, but I, I just choose the ones that resonate with me in that moment. And sometimes that changes and I move on to other people. Um, but in terms of spiritual group, um, it, you know, who I work with here, that could, that depends on on what message I'm trying to give. So, you know, if I'm working with somebody who's in a moment of grief, I might be working with spiritual guides to bring through their loved ones. But if I'm talking about the quantum system, I'm I'm working with my own spiritual team of guides. And if I'm talking about a spiritual teaching, then I might be working with the Great White Brotherhood or God Consciousness. So it just depends really on what the subject matter is. Um, but there was something that Greg said before when he was talking about us coming together as the family of light um, and how you were saying about the jobs going before. That was your question about the UBI and things. Um Something that keeps coming through to me in my channeling over the, the past three years is that as the jobs go, as they dissipate and this universal income comes in, the jobs won't be necessary anyway, because we're going to go back to this family of light idea about bartering what we're good at, which was exactly your message. So, you know, if I'm good at growing tomatoes and Emily's good at growing com- cucumbers and we live in the same road, then we can just exchange uh, and do a barter system. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that. So where job traditionally, the job role is going to change, where things will will be uh, different is that we're going to have this extra spare time where we can do like people have been saying today, their passion, and then we can exchange that passion with others for what they're good at. So I just wanted to add in that I've been getting that message as well constantly for like three years and and the people that teach me these that tell me these things as i was saying before depends on what type of information we're trying to get so you know jesus for instance is not going to come through to talk about the quantum financial system because you know he's not interested in that from the higher perspective (laughs) if that makes sense yes uh, Emily, your thoughts on uh, teamwork and the Avengers coming together? Yeah, I love that. Um, and I'm I'm glad Jaron went first because you could tell he was just bursting to, <laughs> to live it all out, which was amazing, Jaron. Um, I totally agree. And I think it's that combination that you guys have already been talking about of the 3D and the 5D, the internal and the external, right? Because a teamwork isn't just about you aligning with other people. Um, and, e- and even within then, like, you know, we've talked about on Rise a lot about one of my favorite sayings that I learned from my business mentor is to recruit what you're not. Jar and I, terrible with technology. So you find people like you, Greg, who are amazing with it. We can't figure this out for the life of us. <laughs> but 
if, if everyone understands that, you know, where you might not be strong in every, like somebody else is super gifted in, that's how you start forming your team together. Um, one of the most poignant things I learned was when I was in college, I was helping to recruit for, um, I do the senior interviews for my college. And in the admissions process, the admissions director said, we don't want just the best of one thing. So when you're putting a football team together, you don't want 16 captains on the field. That literally makes no sense. You want one person for every position and maybe a backup as well. That's how you put a team together. And that's how you put a business together. That's how you put an organization together. That's how you create these infrastructure for the QFS and for the quantum matrix. So everybody's there. They have a purpose for something and either they know it or they have to go and learn about it first. And when they do, then you can tap into it and make this whole ecosystem work because everybody's contribution is very valuable. They just have to believe in themselves before they can really get involved. Um, so that's more like on the external uh, level, but then you have, you know, your, your internal stuff as well, right? You have your, your angels and your guides that you, you coordinate with. And then at one point you realize that it's not just angels and guides who are helping you externally, but even internally, when you reconnect with your source, yourself, then you'll find that you have all of this knowledge and wisdom from your previous, you know, lifetimes or your parallel lives. And so once you come into oneness with it, you can really explore what your unique gifts are that's when your superpowers get unleashed at the same time too. So it's like all these separations that the deep state have created, you now have to combine externally, internally, 3D, 5D, everything coming together. Wow. Yeah. Big stuff here. Great, great answers, guys. Amazing answers. All right. We are at the, well, the, the yawning of the, no, we, are at, we had a late night last night. <laughs> yes. I don't think we got to bed until 3 We are at the so. um, climax of the show. So we are going to bring in Victoria and the Sunshine Try not to yawn during the News. gentlemen victoria and the sunshine news yeah we actually went and saw techno last night so good music uh it is june 11th gratitude is the fairest blossom which springs from our soul we are in our 162nd day of the year 203 days left 24th sunday 24th week 84th day of spring which means we only have 10 days left until summer how exciting Seven days. At, at until, least in the Northeast. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, it doesn't feel like summer right now. The nights are still cold. Seven days until Father's Day. Mm. Uh, why are you booing me, Jaren? Uh, 23 days until July 4th. <laughs> I wasn't booing you. I was booing the weather. Oh, the weather, yeah. Yeah, coming from the guy in Florida. National Calendar Day, guys. We have National Making Life Beautiful Day. And that means... It dedicates a celebration to those who make life beautiful. Whether you're creating beauty by building relationships or helping others achieve personal success, your actions create a ripple effect, making life beautiful, not just for yourself, but for those around you too. 
National Children's Day is always honored the second Sunday of June. So the day can change depending on where that falls. And the day honors the children in our lives by slowing down our fast-paced lives, turning off the tech, if your children allow you to, and refocusing on the important things. Taking on day, taking one day may not be enough, but using it as an opportunity to redirect our family's lives may be an important step in our child's life. It is also National Corn on the Cob Day, for those who love corn. Uh, National German Chocolate Cake Day. German chocolate is quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Greg himself likes velvet, which is also chocolate. <laughs> Today in history, I haven't done this in a while, but I'm only, I only picked two things. United States uh, President John F. Kennedy, great guy, proposed the Civil Rights Act of 1964 that would eventually legislate equal access to public facilities and segregation in education and guarantee federal voting rights of African-Americans, and that was in 1963. And then, since we're talking about movies, and this is a pretty famous old movie, and I love it myself, and the audience wants to know on Rise Up, um, Emily, have you seen Dirty Dancing? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was your homework, Emily. Hello. (laughs) She was telling us a movie to watch earlier, but I I wanted to be like, but did you watch? Um, The hit comedy directed by John Hughes tells the epic tale of teenagers skipping school. Can you guess? Uh, Well, there was Goonies. There was... I'm trying to think of all the different teenage movies. Bueller! Bueller! Bueller. Oh, yes, yes. Bueller's Day Off. She watched Bueller, not Dirty Dancing. (laughs) Bueller. They they play hooky, evade the school's principal, um, steals Cameron's father's Ferrari, and... Covert around downtown Chicago on the 30th anniversary, the city held a Ferris Fest to celebrate the film's Dubai uh, debut. Dubai. <laughs> Watch a scene involving the principal, and Greg does not have that ready for me. So, oh, well, I thought you, what was the June 11th thing? That that should have been played like I didn't at the beginning of the show. He's you, not paying attention you didn't at all. Give me direction. No, I, was I did. Wondering. I said at the opening. Okay. Post that picture, which is long gone. Doesn't matter. I didn't know you read June 11th. I didn't hear it. Uh, because I was waiting for you to pop it up and you didn't, so I just... Oh, Alright, hang on one second. I gotta skip the commercial. Yeah, see, he's not ready for me now. He does this to me all the time. <laughs> you gotta give me better instructions. On <laughs> I, I will screenshot these instructions for this man to you guys and you tell me how confusing they are. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put a vote out there later on on QSI. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? I'm going to start pre-recording my own Sunshine News. Yes, I've been asking for no, that. No, you have not. Yes. You like it on the fly. Well, it's bo- it works both both yeah. ways. All right, I got to crop in, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah, this is a really good movie. It's a great movie, guys. Who doesn't like this movie? All right. I mean, if you're going to play a movie, fam- I might as well play a movie. There's the famous uh, principal. All right, you ready? Yeah, I've been ready. Love that face. Yes, that's what Mr. Peterson said. I had Florence Sparrow notify Sloan. Poor little lamb. Who's this girl going out with? It's so hard to tell these days. I do see her with Ferris Bueller quite a little bit. Would you get me Mr. Peterson's daytime number, please? Sure. 
Ed Rooney's office. This is George Peterson. Oh, uh, please hold. How do you know it's Mr. Peterson? Do you still want his daytime number? <laughs> Ed Rooney. Ed, this is George Peterson. How are you today, sir? Well, we've had a bit of bad luck this morning, as you may have heard. Yeah, I heard, and oh, I'm all broken up. Boy, what a blow. It is a long scene. I wish we kind of skipped forward, but either way, good movie. You should go watch it if you haven't seen it. And also Dirty Dancing. Good news. If Greg's going to be ready for me. When there's nothing holding Every Every video has a commercial. Um, watch a security guard save a choking babies with a choking baby, not babies. Uh, divine intervention leads to right place at the right time. Two security guards are being hailed as heroes after assisting a mother whose infant son was choking. It was just before noon that Joey uh, Magdagale and Nico Nesbeth pulled into the gas station at a busy Beverly Hills intersection saw a scene unfolding before them. A mother with her baby in the arms was screaming if anyone was a doctor as Nesbeth, a former Marine, rushed to help despite the fact he wasn't a doctor. All right, ready? That's right, nothing short of a miracle that took place at this gas station behind me in Beverly Hills. A child's lifeless body brought back to life after strangers stepped in. Security guards turned guardian angels. A mother's desperate cries for help as she seeks a doctor who can help her choking baby. She hands off the child to a security guard, then drops to the ground. The terrifying incident happened Friday just before noon outside the 76 gas station on Santa Monica and Crescent Drive in Beverly Hills. She was very devastated, you know. Jose Peraza was one of the gas attendants who helped console the frantic mother. He was uh, about dying, you know, he not bleeding and everything, so a couple of uh, security guards, they helped you out. And I helped him to cover right there because the lady fell down. The guards work for Covered Six, a private security company contracted by the city of Beverly Hills. My partner told the security guard to, to hit the little baby on, on the back. So good reaction, you know. That's the way he reacted, you know, right. Soon after they patted the child's back, he started breathing. The ordeal lasted just a few minutes from the time the mom pulls to the gas station with a lady who appears to be a nurse until paramedics arrived. Good Samaritans jumping into action to save a life, knowing that things could have ended much differently. Very good story. Absolutely. Did you know long hair? Greg once had long hair. Can you picture <laughs> that on him? I don't know. I did. Traditionally, long hair was always a symbol of masculinity. All of history's great warriors had long hair. From the Greeks to the Nordics, from the American Indians to the Japanese as well. And the longer and beautiful the hair was, the more manly the warrior was considered. Vikings flaunted their braids and samurai wore their long hair as a symbol of their honor. They also cut their uh, braids when they lost honor. When a warrior was captured, his mane was cut to humiliate him to take away his beauty. 
That custom resumes in what is today's military service. There, when new soldiers begin their training, the first thing they do is cut their hair to undermine their self-esteem, make them submissive, and make them see who's boss. The Romans were the ones who invented short hair, so to speak. Between the 1st and the 5th century AD, in battles they believed this gave them defensive advantages since their opponents couldn't grab them by their hair. This also helped them to recognize each other's in the battlefield. Short hair on men is a relatively new intervention that has nothing to do with um, beauty, I guess you would say. But today we often see men being humiliated, sometimes called gay, for wearing long hair, not knowing that short hair is actually the anti-masculine and in a repressive social imposition while long hair symbolizes freedom. Hmm, Interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that what the hippie movement was all about? Maybe. Well, they told them all get a haircut. It's possible. But the first thing you do in military is cut off your hair. Yeah. Makes you question. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yep. And lastly, and Greg's ready for me. Oh, you got something more? The funny video, but... If oh, we, that's right. Okay. If we don't have time, that's fine. See, he's he's not even paying attention. He's he's already cropping me out. <laughs> Getting you out of here, yeah. All right, hang on. Sunshine news. Wow. Yeah. None of them are cropped great. But we'll just do this. Gotcha. Funny videos. <laughs> up behind somebody and puts their head in between their legs. Just, just, <laughs> that was kind of no, set up. That, that was, was kind of set up, yeah. That was just a setup. up. No, that's funny. One day, oh, boy. No, no. <laughs> I think every man awful. felt that. Darren just kind of turned his head. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. A woman. Look at that. Kicked his butt. <laughs> Oh, that's a setup too. Yeah, I was like, right. I don't know what this is about, but I'm pretty <laughs> impressed by it. Hold on. Oh, you want to keep going? Wow. Yeah, exactly. See, you were about to freeze yeah. it at the good part. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So Very good. fight back, fight forward, and that is your sunshine news. All right. You went now you went too fast. Hang on. All right, here we go. Can't win. to close out the show boy oh boy what a show it was lots of great information here uh, from all of you um, we really appreciate all that uh, you provide in all of your research and all of your connections to everything amazing stuff here um, Emily final thoughts on um, 
you know, this next, uh, I don't know, I always put you on the spot, but this next uh, few months here, um, you know, as the summer uh, kind of carries through to the fall, um, you know, what are you looking at coming out or things that may uh, come come our way here? Oh, good question. So, um, okay, I've gotten information from different different sources who have different, let's call it philosophies or ideas of what they can share and they can't share. Um, they're both Whitehead developers in the Stellar ecosystem, um, but one's military and one's civilian, right? So that's a pretty key distinction. And they both say that by the end of this year, there's going to be a lot more, um, you know, free and easy, freedom movement, some liquidity coming in, things of that nature. So I have to, if I put things kind of like chronologically, it makes the most sense for me to still have a lot of the big global events happening this summer, things that we've been expecting, but not everything that we've been expecting. So for instance, I am actually of the mindset right now where I don't, I'm not too sure about the EBS anymore. I'm not too sure about the global military lockdown because of um, the EBS and the stand down and the 10 days of darkness. Could there be an EBS? Yes, there still could be. Could it be a lockdown? Yes, because of possibly a black swan event. But is it like how everybody's been talking about for the last couple of years? I don't think so anymore. And the reason why I say that is because when I think about, you know, the how everything has been rolled out versus what people have been talking about, people are always saying now, it's going to happen now, the RV is now, um, the EBS is now, the arrests are now. But this now, they've been saying every single week for, <laughs> depending on how long they've been in the movement, some of them for years and some of them for decades, and it hasn't happened yet, which tells me they don't know what the heck they're talking about. They're pulling <laughs> stuff out of thin air right now, and they're probably doing it for clickbait. Yeah, but <laughs> but if you look at what the actual intel is saying, it's slow and steady wins the race because they have to build out the infrastructure that has to be beta tested, then penetration tested, and then rolled out in small chunks until it's ready for the whole world to come into. So that being said, when I talked to again Ben Estella Russia, Russian military, my one of my contacts, I asked them about the arrests, and I said, you know, supposing that Stellar is more free and easy and it's not going to be as difficult coming down you know by the end of this year these other things have to happen so for instance like i could imagine that all these warnings about scam assets would probably come off before that happens um and that would tie into a whole bunch of other steps in between as well but that being said what does liquidity mean i think most people have been brainwashed because of the rv gurus out there into thinking that liquidity means suddenly there's the flip, and then I've got a hundred zeros in my account. I used to think that, okay, that was how I thought years ago too. Now I don't agree. I think liquidity is also coming in phases. So I think we're gonna get little baby steps of liquidity now, and then later, and then later, and then eventually we're gonna get the bigger liquidity. And what the White Hats are doing is they're gonna make sure that we are not um, so overwhelmed with the big numbers that we have never seen before in our lives, they're going to baby step us through the process, make sure we have you know the, the right skills and the right people supporting us. But they're also going to test to see if you have some leftover black cats you need to deal with at the same time too. And if they're found, if they're they'll they'll be caught, they'll be eliminated from that group of people of the humanitarian group, right? And so 
everything's being done in batch phases. So I see little pockets of liquidity being injected every couple of months, or maybe let's say every couple quarters um, through the end of next year. And, and so as the liquidity gets injected, yes, we're gonna see um, what we would consider confirmation that what we've been studying is real. We'll get enough liquidity to actually make the trade and say, hey, it's not a joke. Um, it can support it, but you're not going to see the liquidity of 8 billion minus, you know, clones, trends, et cetera, of money coming in. You're not going to see the, you know, I don't even know how many zeros there are that people have been throwing around as numbers in the background. Um, but could I see it as, as one example, if NDEs are lifted by the end of the year and there is liquidity flowing through, but it's in a small batch phase group, it could look something like this. The companies we know at some point have to tell the world. And when the companies tell the world, what will trickle through later on is the governments and then Stellar themselves will also release information confirming everything that we've been talking about. But it doesn't mean that when the NDAs lift, they tell the whole world instantly. Because again, that might be too much of a rush. It could be instead, they tell their internal employees and they give their employees access, like, you know, for a normal company, you can give like when you bring on new hires, you can give them stock options at your company. It could be something closer to that. And then that way you're not having hundreds of millions of people come in, but you could have hundreds of thousands. You could have a couple million. That's a possibility. That way, again, you're still baby testing and you're batch phasing the, uh, the group bigger and bigger. And right now we only have about anywhere from 1,000 to 3,000 active investors. So to get to one to 3,000 people to 50,000, 100,000 to a million people will bring way like so much more liquidity than people have ever thought before that that alone will bring the credibility that people need to see that it's real and you can trade. Um, and, you know, you can, you can, as an example, you can exit your position and actually get money from it without it crashing the price. So that's what I'm seeing right now. Um, I've also been able to confirm through my military contacts that the arrest will not be like how some influencers have been saying that when the market crashes and you had a black swan within, let's say, some people say 10 days of darkness, some people say done in 30, right? We've all heard that before. And we've heard it ties to the EBS and the moving marathon. And suddenly the whole world's getting arrested. All the bad guys, the hundreds of thousands of, of steel and diamonds are all getting arrested. That's not happening either. It's going to be slow and steady. Um, obviously the big ones have been arrested, but we're talking about the little people running around now, the little cockroaches running in society that will also get phased in through the next, let's say one to two years. And a lot of that will also tie into the class action lawsuits coming, which we know they're coming. They've already been preparing that for us in the media yeah. and the class actions could take another one or two, maybe more years. So the arrests, I believe will time together with the class actions and the class actions, I believe will tie together with a lot of the liquidity being flushed in because as those companies go down with a class action lawsuit, they'll have to pay out the people and there's no better way to pay out the people than through the stellar network. So that's what I'm seeing happening. Yeah. And uh, that makes common sense that they would, because we, you know, our nervous systems, they, they, they can't handle a lot. Yeah. So slow and steady and especially the money, you can't just hand people a million dollars that have never seen a million dollars before and expect them to act like normal. They're going to like go crazy. So it's, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah. I, I expect that to happen as well. Michelle, your takes on, uh, you know, your closing statements here and, and what's, what's ahead here for us. So I agree that things will be slow and steady. 
But what you might see is more of the old CBD narrative where they try to show people that there might be a little bit of control around their money if they go down the CBDC route. But that is to train people what they don't want so that when they bring in the CBDC that me and Emily talk about, people are ready to move into the new system. So we might still see a lot of things around that coming up. We might still see talk around restrictions in smart cities. Again, it's always the reverse. So in the UK, they've been putting 15-minute restrictions on people in cities so that they can't move around further than 15 minutes at a time. And the people are pushing back. And that's what we want because then they're ready then to go into the freedom cities. So you're still going to see a lot of these reverse narratives playing out because we're trying to retrain the people to push back. And the other thing that I think you're going to see more of as we start started with at the beginning is a lot of people that you have thought are black hats. People like, for instance, in Hollywood or in the music industry, you're going to start seeing them coming into the front and all the time what's been happening is they've actually been um, working in the background, pretending to be within certain groups of people in order to, to get them found out, to get the information. You can't find out the information unless you're in there with them. And you're going to find that some of these big names that we've demonized um, are going to turn out to be very brave people that went in and agreed to go in some time ago in order to bring out the, the bad players. So you might see um, somebody like Oprah Winfrey stepping forward into the election at some level. Wow. And I think further down the line, she's going to be a prominent player, not necessarily in 2024, but when the new setup starts being brought in, which is between 24 and 26, everything leading up to 24, which is what you're going to see now unraveling, who's going to be playing for what side. Don't forget that we're lining up a team of white hats on both sides. So it's not really relevant whether they're Democrat or Republican. And this is leading us up to the next election of 24, which will be the same rerun of what we've just seen. We're going to have the same old fiascos going on. And the reason for that is exactly what Emily was saying, is we are delaying and slowing everything down so that while you're watching all that going on and you're arguing about, you know, JFK Jr. and all these things that are going on with whatever candidate, in the background, what's happening is this infrastructure that Emily understands much, way better than I do, um, but which what they've been telling me is it's all been slowed right down so that we can get that infrastructure into position. And then by 2024 to 26, we'll be ready then to unleash everything. And that's when you'll start seeing the new party system coming in and all the infrastructure hopefully by then will have been tested and be in place so we can run this uh, devolution system. So that's, I think that's where we're heading. Wow. 
Amazing stuff here, uh, you two. Uh, thank you for all your information, all you do out there. Uh, keep spreading the good news and, uh, you know, all that stuff. Uh, Jaron, final words? Oh, I love today. Thank you so much for being here. Same thing. What, what we talk about with the Cosmic I Ching and the Gene Keys and human design and all that. 2027 is kind of a timeline. And I don't like time, but a timeline of when we kind of see what we really want to see. There's a major climax for those that are participating in their own evolution because your own evolution and your own consciousness is always determining where you are, what you're seeing, what you're experiencing. So definitely um, always now and at the same time, uh, a timeline that we want to see, those of us will start to see that really what we've been hoping for for years is more along that timeline of the grand symphony of expression of the new earth. And I got to go to a yes. car appointment. So right. Jerry's got to run out. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, Vicki, final words here. Happy Sunday. Enjoy your week guys. Yes. And thank you, uh, Emily and Michelle for visiting and having, yes, uh, having such great information and, and being part of the family of light. So excellent, excellent Hi. time. All right, everybody. Thank you for watching. Uh, the links are below. And uh, see you Wednesday night for School of Ohm, co-manifestation and meditation. All right. Thank you, everybody. See you next time.